Let's get started. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Do not attempt to adjust your down. We're transmitting live. Yo, let's get down to business. Now let's get it all in perspective. We did it like that and now we do it like this. Right. the underground world, every street and world. You may learn something. You are now listening to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience with Chico, Simon, Kamar, and your host, Matt Floyd. Welcome to the Joe Rogan Experience Experience. My name is Matt Floyd, joined as always by Kamar. Welcome to the party. And Simon. Gentlemen, how are you this week? What we do here is very simple. I ask the questions. What we do here is very simple. Uh, the three of us have listened to every episode of the Joe Rogan Experience Experience, of uh, the Joe Rogan Experience. We are going to rate each episode as well as the week on a scale of one to five Jamie Vernons. And then we're going to give our opinions, uh, talk about the guests, the talking points, this, that, and the next. Uh, but first, Kamar, how was your week? I'd be remiss if I didn't uh, acknowledge that we have some new digs right now, but uh, this is very exciting for me. It's hilarious. My week started off on Sunday. Remember you gave me that joint mm-hmm. and then I dropped in the puddle. Mm-hmm. And so I put it in my car. I thought I'll put it on the defrost. Just jacked that up, and it fell down the hole. And now every time I turn on the uh, defrost, my car reeks of dope. My, my car smells like weed. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But anyways, after that, I went and did a set at Absolute. And tried out our Grey Cup joke, and it went uh, not as good because I fucked it up. Because I realized you got to say. What's our Grey Cup joke? You couldn't pay me. Oh, yes, to get my saying, name on the Grey Cup. So, but that's the punchline, what I realized. Because you said you're paying to be on the stand the Grey Cup sits on. And then we say, you couldn't pay me to be on the actual Grey Cup. I hadn't realized that part out, so I sort of fumbled gotcha, through it. Yeah. Oh, that's part of working it out, though. But it? it's got potential. And then I did a, another set on Tuesday or Wednesday and had a lot of fun. And then it all got shut down. So back to, back to square one. Get your hopes down. Simon, how was your week? Oh, also oh, Simon sorry. saw me painting. And that was a really... That was interesting because now I know he's not actually out there killing people. It was really... I was going to say there was a witness to the crime. He saw me doing my craft and... Doing his craft, yeah. It, it felt was, good. Did it? That felt good. You looked like you just robbed a bank, though. You're too gone and were mm. hunched over your steering mm. wheel. That's how I drive, man. Hunched over. Oh, yeah. Like a Jew. Oh, it was a good week, man. Stuff happened and then we got shut down again. Simon, how was your week? My week, Matthew, thank you for asking since you asked the questions on this podcast. Um, it was okay. Nothing happened. By the way, we don't have new digs. It's the exact same digs. Different angles. We rotated, <laughs> we rotated the camera from there to there. But no one has ever seen this part of the room. It That's feels true. way different. I feel much more engaged with the two of you. I can like pivot to Matt if I need to. I Although can. you were always really engaged. I like it according to, to me. I like it to Joe change up his studio. It's the same sort of thing. <laughs> That's what we did. Yeah, we also got that Spotify money. Yeah, if I had any money, I would like do a replica just when you guys weren't here one day and then you'd come in and it looked like a shitty new studio and we'd all laugh. Of the LA. Oh no, you do a replica of the new studio? Whatever, man. No, so what I told him Kamara was that we should just paint the whole back wall green, like green screen and then just I can just put in Joe's old studio or we could be in front of an ocean. That's or we could be on the Himalayas. He said a beach. Yeah, we yeah. could be at Machu Picchu. Oh, we should totally yeah, do yeah. that. I really think we should paint it green. That's as close as I'm ever going to get to Machu Picchu. Because I can paint it. So wow. <laughs> that's down. Yeah, it's just I have to figure out graphics. But I have I do watch a lot of green screen podcasts and sometimes it's annoying. How does it work now, Kamar? Just out of curiosity, when one of your friends wants just like help 
painting something, Mm -hmm. but you're a painter. Mm -hmm. Like, do you then not just help the boys because you feel like that's your job? Whereas before you weren't a painter. So if somebody needed you, you'd just be there. No one's asked you to paint. So I haven't jumped off that bridge yet, but interesting. uh, That's because no one it's because it's, Oh no, I'm getting ready to ask him to paint. Cause I was like, if you're a (laughs) mover, no, if you're a mover, you then can't ask that guy to help you move. Yeah. That's crazy. Why? He's your friend. And, yeah, and? But you give him beer and pizza or Coca pizza or whatever. Well, the same thing you would give your friends if they came and helped you move. The you only know? thing is. Uh, okay, so let me ask you if I'm a lawyer yeah. and, you, and I'm your friend and you come to me and you're like, I got some, uh, I need a lawyer. Am I just supposed to do it for free? Well, because I we're assume friends? that for sure you're going to give me advice for free, whether you're going to go into court and actually like. And there's a huge difference That's between a mover and a lawyer or a painter and a lawyer. I mean. I think it's the scale of the work, but the people I've talked to says you can't do it for cheap because you're just fucking everyone else. So like in comedy, right. people you'd, who you'd perform ha- for free. You'd have to do it for free. You're undercutting everyone if you oh, I do see. something. So Charity is not a thing amongst painters. It's, I'm going to have to uh, praise a job. Interesting. <laughs> How's your week, Matt? Oh, I usually say my week's shit, and I'm usually pretty close. This week, my week really sucked. So let's just move on. Oh, really? Okay, right on. Good to know. I have a redaction to make. Apparently, the bus station is not closing. Oh, no. 1970s oh, Ottawa stays still open. There. Only Greyhound is somebody to use that. You, you Thanks know, to my sister, but I think she's wrong. You know what I won't redact, though? The fact that it's a fucking shitty bus station. No, no, the, the, the fact remains the same. Yeah, nothing changed there. This thing's too heavy for my... Uh... There's a, there's a lit. Okay, it's too light. It's too heavy. Yeah, it's like, like gold. Is it Mariah Carey or Whitney Houston over here? <laughs> <laughs> Literally. Oh man, we just want to make it as comfortable as possible. All right, well, let's. Uh, should we start our podcast? Is that what we do here? That's what yeah. we do here. Yeah, I'm. I've said it every week, and I'm sticking my heels in the ground. It's three guests. Uh, three know, guests yeah. a week from now on. Listen, Kamar. Every week it happens. You strengthen your argument. I'm not. Uh, like I never said you're an idiot for thinking. I thought I, that was Matt's argument. Is no, that your argument? That's, that's no, your. I've argument. said the oh. new norm is now three a week, and you, sorry, I, thought, I don't think we just think it's unrolling. I thought it was you and I who were saying no, it's four a week or five, and Matt was saying no, it's three. No, no. You're so used to you guys agreeing and arguing with me. I'm not used to it when it's you and me against Kamar. Yeah. The one no, thing that has been missing is the MMA. Oh, and no, MMA, not miss, not miss, but it was more of a normal to be at least one MMA week. Uh, but yeah, this week we start off with 15.45, an expert in the me, myself, and I disease. Sorry, can we stop for a second? I had something more I wanted to add to my week. I did two things that Kamara asked me to do. I watched Joe Rogan and Lex Friedman. Oh, hey, whoa, let's yeah. slow down. Yeah, because okay. I did. I actually thought that was pretty interesting. Uh, I will still contend that I cannot believe that that guy has a following. I don't find him a good interviewer. I don't find him interesting. But Joe was so open and honest on that show. Yeah, that was cool. I also listened to him talk to David Fravor. Lex. Lex. Again, didn't love his part of it, but to just to hear that guy talk for another three Way more in depth. Hours, Way yeah. more in depth. Yeah, I mean, it was... And he didn't have Corbell there. I think, to Matt's point, that was... Um, that really Hold on. made a huge difference. I think we can agree that after this week, Joe also agrees that he probably shouldn't have Corbell on again with a guest. I think he's given enough airtime. Well, no, but he said he was like, if you go back and listen to Lex and him, he was like, I had him and uh, Corbell in, and it was kind of, he was like three people in the room. Yeah, so I think maybe Joe, 
I think maybe Joe now realizes that the error of his way. Or he could have just Jeremy on by himself. He wanted to promote something if he was so, so inclined. That's what I meant. Yeah. But the thing about Lex is whether he's a good interview or not, like he's crazy, wicked, intelligent. He just is. It's just the fact like he can have have a conversation about anything. He's not the most articulate and we give him a hard time because he's such a fanboy and Rogan, but I I just don't like, I don't want this to be mean. This isn't going to, this isn't a mean thing where I'm bashing retarded or um, (laughs) mentally challenged people. Oh, this is coming. This is going to be mean. But would you listen to like, um, you know what? Don't, it doesn't even matter. It was a great, it was a great interview. (laughs) It was a great, or it was, yes, it was a great interview because Joe was so candid. I feel a vindication and that's exactly what I was saying. There you go. Sorry, go ahead. List them. Where were we? Right at the start. You hadn't even started. So yeah, we had 1545, a specialist in the condition I call me, myself, and I disease, W. Keith Campbell, followed by the makers of uh, Black Rifle Coffee, 1546, Evan Hafer and Matt Best. And we finished off with the godfather, <laughs> the mumbling godfather of New York comedy, 1547, Colin Quinn. And he had to get his book. I thought he, I thought he just quit the podcast. You are a diva today. Full diva status. An interesting week. Uh, Not too much controversy. He's appeasing his uh, Spotify haters. I will still say this. Listen, I'm with you. It seems like three a week since he's been on there, but I still stand by the fact that it's still COVID. It's still got to be difficult getting guests. But maybe you're right. Who knows? I I think he may have, if it's written in minimum of three with uh, Spotify. I mean, think about it like this too. Let's say Joe was making his $40 million a year previously <laughs> by doing as many as he was doing. Maybe maybe in his eyes, he's like, they're going to give me $100 million, and I only have to do three a week. Volume doesn't matter. That's what I'm saying, because as we know in the advertising wor- podcast world, it's, it's really about numbers. So like an Elon Musk, but even then, he has to have a reach too, right? Like, I don't know if, I mean, maybe his works differently than ours, but. And he's preparing himself for a uh, post-YouTube existence. A couple months from now, so. I mean, yes and no. I think, uh, well, who knows? Yeah, I guess you're right. Well, he definitely has a new studio in the works. <laughs> Everything's coming up, Kamart. <laughs> Again, I thought that was Matt who said that. No, you guys were both adamant. He wasn't changing the studio. I wasn't I'm, adamant. I'm pretty sure I didn't Matt, say anything. I'm sorry. I'm it, sorry. Really? I'm getting so confused here. All of, well, I'm sorry, Kamar. I guess you were right about it. I don't think it requires an apology. It's just I heard what I heard. You guys heard what you heard. Kamar, I believe what I said to you last week was I just didn't remember hearing that at all. That was all I said. Mm-hmm. And then uh, I didn't care after that. I believe you. Mm-hmm. 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 Listen, when you have that mm-hmm. kind of money, you can build You can build studios mm-hmm. left, right, and center. Mm-hmm. I also will go back to I said he was going to start a podcast network. And I I think that that might be down the road after this Spotify deal. Yeah, I'm just saying, though. Think about it. He's building multiple studios. He even said to Colin Quinn, what if I give you this space to do tough? Well, we'll get to that. Fine. Okay, That's sorry. Something very interesting. But, uh, I mean, in other interesting news, uh, Joe Budden hasn't put out a podcast in two weeks. He ended his Spotify thing, and now he's re-figuring uh, what he's going to do in his attack, and I wonder if it's going to affect him at all. He's gone dark. Yeah, he put out one skit that wasn't a funny. Commercial. It wasn't funny at all. It was sort of stupid. But, yeah, stay in um, your fucking lane. I think so. I, I just wonder if uh, <laughs> how long listeners chomp at the bit or... Can I just say that? Can I just say something? Champ. Though? Champ at the bit. My bad. 
It's funny to me, just before, we'll get to Joe Rogan in a minute, but it's funny to me that someone like Joe Buttons is constantly calling people culture vultures. And he's like, you're not part of this culture. You're not part of my thing. And then he and then he can turn around and do something comedic, which is, that's not your fucking lane, your culture vulture. Well, no, you know what I mean, though? Shut the fuck up. Yeah, I, I understand what you're saying, and I, I, I think it's not exactly that. Like, comedy isn't a, a cultural culture. thing. Where, when they talk about culture, they're talking about rap music. They're talking about I know what they're talking black about. stuff. So I, I yeah, just don't... You see, the difference is that when, when Lenny Bruce thought up stand-up comedy, or I guess if you want to go back in the Egyptians or whatever, no one claimed it as their own. It was just a thing for everyone. So I just, whatever. This whole cultural appropriation thing can suck my dick. I just, I, I know what he was trying to do there, and he didn't accomplish it. Of course not. He's not funny. Uh, well, he, he isn't funny, but he's funny. He can be funny in the moment, in the conversation, like anyone can, but it's a totally That's different, different than a skit or um, pre-written out comedy. He'd have to work on it. Or... Pay someone to do it for you. All right. Well, let's rate the week. Simon. Um, did he go through all the guests? You said Colin Quinn. The yeah, mumbling said, Godfather you, that's when you of got New York comedy. You oh. walked out. You walked out on me. Sorry. In the uh, middle of my fucking intro. I give this week a come back to me. I gotta think about it. Mariah Carey. Diva. Diva. <laughs> someday. Ooh, ooh, someday. I hope you can hit a pitch like her or else fuck off. Well, uh, uh, you know, I don't mind putting my neck out there. I give it a three and a half. Three and a half from Kamar. Solid three and a half from Kamar. I'm going to give it. I'm going to give it a. Oh, it's tough. I guess a three. I give it a three also. Are you just going to price his right me there? Yeah. Was that the idea? 301. Just, okay, 301. Yeah. <laughs> one dollar. I think uh, one of the things is I uh, I do appreciate a three-hour conversation with a comedian about comedy more than some people do. No, I love that episode. My problem, again, this week gets dragged down by one episode. In the middle. A shit sandwich. But that was a tale of two podcasts, as I like to say. is a cliche. I guess we'll get there. Yes, we will. On our way. All right. Well, let's get into it. 1545 W, Keith Campbell. Go ahead. Do your thing. And okay. he's, a, he's a W because um, his father was a W and his grandfather was a W. You did the research? And on this day in history... No, I'm just joking. Um, no, he told us that. Joe, right at the end, asked him, why are you a W? He said, oh, it's just a family thing. So, um, yeah, I mean, it, I really like this episode. It's the, I, I equate this one to like a Dr. Walker episode, you know, the sleep guy, where it's just like a, you, you learn a bunch of shit about something you probably knew a bunch of shit about already. I thought the scariest was like right off the jump when he was like, well, I think we're finding a lot of COVID because we're testing for it. He's like, if we tested for mental illness, we'd find it in everyone. But we don't test for it unless there's like an, a serious issue. I was like, great. So this guy's saying that pretty much 95% of us are seriously unbalanced. But I probably think that's true. I don't, I don't know if serious unbalanced, but Unbal off kilter. And, and listen, humans are so varied. Like, Yeah, I agree. But I just felt like it was a weird, like to think about people that are asymptomatic with COVID. You're not just going to not test them because they're not showing symptoms, right? They're still spreading it around. It was a weird analogy to me to be like, 
because I'm with you. Yes, we're probably, it's probably 100%. I don't think there's anyone walking this earth that is just an even-keeled, I think we all have a little, a few bats in the belfry, as it were. Yeah, well, and that's just it, is this whole narcissism thing, like, everybody has that. Of course. It's built into your ego, which everybody has. Like, that's part of what makes you you, you know? Yeah, yeah. My problem with this podcast was, um, since it was just focused about Trump, more, I thought Joe was a little flippant about it, because I've spoken before, I had a friend who had this full-blown, like, severe narcissistic personality disorder, Mm -hmm. and it's, it's not only just the person, how they behave, but it, how it affects others around them. And I don't think Joe took it as seriously because it was Trump and stuff, you, you know what I mean? But I think it is interesting that like his narcissism is affecting the whole country. Like how people have to react. Like he's doing this crazy stuff. Like you don't even take it on, but it, it can really affect you and make you feel like you're crazy. That you're, you're putting up with this behavior or these characteristics of a narcissist. And um, I, I think by the end, Joe took it a little more seriously than he did, but I thought he was cracking wise, and it sort of bothered me because it was very close to home. I, I was almost embarrassed to be like, take this more seriously. I think a... Sorry, go ahead. Oh, please, Simon. I think a good um, analogy for Joe maybe to have looked at would have been um, his friend there who committed suicide earlier this year. Because I just... Brody. Brody. I just don't think you realize, um, like, part of narcissism can be you're so down on yourself mm-hmm. because you feel like you're you not sh- getting the recognition or what you deserve. Or or maybe even that you're, you think that you're so great that you should be living up to a potential that you're not living up to. Mm-hmm. Like, for sure, I know there are narcissists out there who just think, who never think like that. They just simply think... High functioning. I'm, I'm the bee's knees. Yeah. I am the bee's knees. Why is shit not working out for me? This doesn't make any sense. Everybody else is wrong because I couldn't possibly be wrong. Mm-hmm. But I think there's also because it's so baked into you. I think it just shows itself in different ways. And I see what you're saying. If maybe Joe had looked at somebody he had lost under that scope, maybe he wouldn't have been. So I, 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 I think that's only totally possible. I'm going to give Joe the benefit of the doubt, as I sometimes tend to do. I think. For- I think you're looking at an extreme. I think most narcissistic personalities are just that sort of, like they can get by day to day. Like you said right off the jump, you were like, I had I had a friend that was like an extreme narcissistic personality. And I think that's the difference is that maybe Joe hasn't, ex- <laughs> hasn't encountered an extreme case. You know what I mean? And, and Well, no, no, but the only case he was sort of re- referencing was Trump. I believe... Uh, George W. Was a, has a narcissistic tendency as well. But it's like people who have narcissistic parents, they're raised fucked up. Oh, I believe Because they're not, they're not given the love because the course. parent, like it's, it's more what the narcissist affects other people than how narcissism affects the individual has it. I, 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 that's what my I observation think, was. I think you'd be remiss though to find like a super successful genius, that, that type of, you know, above normal people who's not narcissistic yeah, yeah, you, you, the that drive. is baked in there it, it has to be in there for you to want to do those things to think you can do those things like yeah but that's kind of the point he made about pence as he was like well the reason that mike pence isn't donald trump is just that he isn't donald trump he doesn't have the same wild narcissistic tendencies which could tend to get you to the top listen we were just we talked all last year about the fucking michael jordan documentary like 
I, that's clearly someone who's a narcissist. I think most actors, most sure, uh, you have to performers, be. any divas, anybody who wants to put themselves into the public eye, you know. And I think a lot of them are coming out of the woodwork now because they're not getting the exposure they want, so they'll do any Zoom, any stupid public service number, anything like ah, I'm still here, and all these TikTokers are just stealing their thunder. Was it on this episode that Joe gave the glowing endorsement for TikTok? Yeah, or yeah. It was because TikTok. I couldn't believe it. TikTok has now surpassed Instagram, and I thought at the beginning, the end of TikTok was when the government said they're going to get you can't have TikTok on your phone. Like I thought that was going to make people go, "I go, whoa, this is serious." It was so weird to hear him be like, "You know what? Of all the social medias, I think TikTok is the least troublesome." And I was like, "Whoa, what? What's happening right now?" It's the most troublesome. I, and on I know, every level, it's the most troublesome. Let's, let's break this down, though. Like it's just people being silly and dancing and happy. Like well, first that's of, not it. That's first not of all, you know about. that more than any other platform, your information is going to a terrible place. Like for the Americans, uh, those sites, it's probably going to sell you more product. Okay, that's that, that's the data harvesting aspect. So they're all bad. They're all guilty of that, whether- But TikTok is trying worse. to rush it. To, 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 to what degree? I mean- They said it on the social network. <laughs> they said TikTok is so, it's, they're not even in the same ballpark as these other companies when it comes to taking your info and what they do with it. Well, let me ask you too. Who would you rather have your information, your country or China? Or America or China for that matter? I don't know. I, I don't know what, I, from what I understand, uh, China's just going to use my information to send me what I like or advertise to me. Like, I, like I'm not afraid of... Uh, I mean, well, listen, but that... I fell in the trap of doing the face thing. Yeah, me too. Remember? That was my and, and that was mistake. like, when you did that, you did everything. Russia. You, you fucked yourself. You fucked yourself. What I meant more is why TikTok is not the worst of them is because I think it's the least affecting to people's self-esteem. Like, Facebook is just... It's just garbage. Like, I think Instagram is actually the worst for well, self-esteem. In, in, Instagram for, for, for the likes on your photos and stuff, but TikTok just seems like everyone's having fun and like, what the fuck are we doing here? Like, it's it's, it's almost that's silly. That's so not and true. And that's though. why I said it. I, I think it's the least harmless. But can I also stop you, you there? You like TikTok. That's why you're saying that. A lot of people like TikTok. Can I stop you there too, though? Like, if you went back to the early days of Instagram, I bet across the board that was the sentiment. I didn't get Instagram. I remember you were the first person to have Instagram and you showed it to me. And I got it, and I did not understand it. I just didn't. I just didn't understand it. And eventually, everyone does it, and you should adopt it. But um, but even then, but but so let's say fine, you didn't understand it. But would you agree that in the in the infancy of it, it seemed more lighthearted or less detrimental? Just like Twitter was but like. Again, but but the, at breakfast, I'm having like yeah yeah. But that's kind of my point with TikTok is that maybe it's just so new that it seems innocuous, and maybe two years from now, it'll change from fun dancing to like. Maybe it'll all be political rants or maybe it'll change. You know what I mean? The, the, the potential is there right now in this moment in time. It seems like the, the least harmless for what it's doing. Everybody is striving to get famous. It's the exact same thing, man. They're yeah, all yeah, but, the same. There's no difference. I mean, that's what scares me the most, though, is that there's people out there actively being like, this one's the least. It's, it's got the most. You know what I mean? That's, that's what should scare you the most is that we're, indo we're indoctrinated. Indoctrinated. We are indoctrinated into these apps and these social medias. Unless governments step in and shut them down or start policing them, it is what it is. But I, I just thought that was like crazy that he gave a glowing endorsement to uh, TikTok I, on his podcast. I, I thought, couldn't believe it. I thought he would not. I would also never, ever want the government to get involved. Because China knows everything about Joe's house. If 
yeah, if his daughter's yeah. doing dances in the house yeah. and they're casing the plate, if that is the, the consequence. Well, they already knew, right? A um, conspiracy-minded person would say. I thought it was interesting how he was saying it, in unstable condition, narcissism thrives. Um, and in normal conditions, you know, if you have a guy who is lousy, the tribe takes care of him, you know? Well, yeah, I mean, that was a hunter-gatherer's time. Yeah, well, I guess when you just get to, like, these bigger conditions. Back to the 150 people. Well, that's that how it would should happen. be. All uh, should a, nar- be a narcissist people. probably wouldn't thrive, but those days are long, long uh, gone. But I mean, it's it's just the narcissists themselves are going through what they're doing, but it's really how they affect other people. And you can see how Trump is affecting. A, I mean, I can't believe the amount of people that every day are still bitching about how stupid Trump is. Like it's like he's going to read it one day and change. You know what I mean? And that's the other thing about this. Good luck getting a narcissist to treatment or a narcissist to consider, like, tell them there's something wrong with you. You need to go. It's not happening. The bright part of this, as you know, what I was going to say is when he started talking about jujitsu and getting rid of ego, I, I, I thought I was going to kill myself. <laughs> I mean, how many times have you heard that? You know what I mean? There's, there's no room because someone's going to choke you the fuck out and then you, you, you know where you're at. And maybe everyone needs that. But then... Uh, Somebody is out there hearing that for the first time, Kamar. Just remember. Yes, that. well, yeah. well, that, that's why the Cameron Haynes was such a great episode for oh, a new listener. But um, Why don't you start doing jujitsu? I, I, I meant to ask you that a few weeks ago. Well, obviously, trying COVID times. Well, obviously not. <laughs> that yeah, contact, yeah. but, um, you know, I, I, I don't... Kamar's just rolling anymore. around in the basement with himself. I think if you ever made money, we should maybe not do jujitsu, but definitely go on a hunt. Just one hunt. So, so, like, pay a guide, like a professional hunter, to take us out. I don't want you to pay a professional hunter. I know hunters. Just go, go on a hunt. One hunt. A Bigfoot hunt. Well, yeah. No, Kamar wants us to actually kill something, not just go into the woods looking like fucking dipshits. No, I don't know if I want all of us holding guns, but depends. I'm on, a good shot. It depends. Okay, on you, what, you could have the gun. Kill. The whole Simon's the, a pretty good shot too. Actually, depends on what you want to kill. Well, obviously be elk or whatever for us to feed our families I think and we fill our freezer. Go kill pigs. Boar? Yeah. Wild boar? Sure. Just for once in a while, actually participate in the experience over two or three days. And then we can poop cack out. Or maybe we have a whole new perspective on it. But I, I just I just thought about the other day that uh, I'd like to go on a hunt. You know what I mean? Once and for all, and then I could really form my opinion for judging all these hunters and stuff, and it, it may it may change. I'm not we're, judging hunters at all. We're just sick of them. I'm just, they just bore me. I don't. It, yeah, it's weird you think that because I don't judge them either. Like I have no problem. I I don't want to kill an animal personally. I have no problem with we we do it. We have to do it. If we just stand You'd around, you'd be a total deer, like, hypocrite. Are, are you, you gonna slice his head you off? You eat meat. So I know. So that's anybody what who eats yeah. meat and then has a problem with hunting is just not doing their homework. You know. It was a throwaway. I'm not asking anyone to commit to each other. And the only reason we'd be doing is because we were successful or had money. So it'd be we won't I'd tolerate throw- much easier. Days. I'd go out to the woods with you. Don't worry. I'd go out with you guys too. A little broke that back. That sounded experience. super gay. Yeah, well, that's what I mean. Um, <laughs> as he was talking, though, you just see how much other disorders are tied into this narcissism thing, right? Like it's a, it's like the gateway drug for other sicknesses, you know? Mm-hmm. Um, 
That's weird. I thought the opposite. Really? I thought maybe all sorts of other disorders just led to some sort of narcissism. You know what I mean? I think it maybe it goes both ways. Here's the reason I thought that is only because it's so baked into like everything that makes us human, you know? That ego, the id, that all of that, that's like, well, if you believe that stuff, you know, that's really what separates us from the animals. What I like, and he, the thumbs. What I like he said is he said like trauma, like uh, trauma happens to people and that can develop, you know, personality disorders or whatever deal. But trauma is not necessarily a bad thing. Like, you, you, the trauma yeah. of having too much success or, or, or whatever, like just it's not a pejorative always. Mostly it is, Pejorative. but um, I thought that was very interesting because I remember, you know, if I was talking to my friend about like all that bad thing that happened, he was like, what? Nothing bad happened to me. Like there's a weird disconnect. Like I'm just, I'm just so fine. Like it's, it, it's just so interesting. And it, it, it made it difficult for me. It was too close to home. I was biased, whatever. And um, cause I was like glued to this cause it just, was ringing in my ears and really hit close to home. So, I mean, it was a powerful episode, but that jujitsu talk, it was not necessary because we know it. What I was going to get to before was um, how manic depression is tied into narcissism because you can totally see like a guy who thinks that he's amazing or a girl who thinks he's amazing um, and then is also manic you know, that's the type of time where you're talking about building walls and shit. You, you know what I'm saying? When they protect themselves, like he said, you only see them in public when they're f flying high. Well, of course. Because they can only be what they want people to see. This is it. It's like um, real life Instagram. But if you are fortunate or unfortunate enough to be around that person. In the downtime. All times. Mm -hmm. It's exhausting. And like, and again, you can't tell them you're like this, like. Be a little less of this, a little like it, it, like it. It really is hard, and I, I hope anyone who has it, if they realize, gets the help they need. And what I was gonna say is, it ties in with last week's podcast about hallucinogens and um, psychoactive drugs to to treat this stuff to break down that ego. What what do they more call than it? judo ego death or, more than judo <laughs> jujitsu? Part of me, jujitsu. Um, selling Mackenzie Dern. I'm trying. And I really like this guy the whole way through until the very end. Why? Well, I'm here to talk about UFOs. And it's like, ah! Well, he did a good job. He waited right until the end. <laughs> but it was so corny and like, you can't, you can't be on Joe Rogan without talking. Just Because right before he went on Rogan, he looked up like the five top things Joe likes to talk about and wanted to hit on at least three of them. I guess it's him doing his research, but I thought, Joe had no desire to talk about any of that stuff. And I feel like Joe doesn't want to talk about that stuff anymore. To your chagrin, possibly. Oh, I don't think he'll have any choice, Kamar. I think this stuff is... Because he now does his show from the ship. So it's coming, kinda... coming. For now, till he changes studios. Um, yeah, I wonder if... Um, if you need to have a massive ego to be really successful, though. Like, as I was thinking about it, I was like, okay, well, start thinking about people you know who are really successful who aren't egomaniacs. Because it either 
one of two things happens. Either you were an egomaniac to begin with, and that's what drove you to be uber successful, or you became uber successful. Now you have a ton of money. Becoming egomaniac. How do you not start feeling like, like that's exactly that's what they talked about in that Joe Rogan episode with, um, what's his Lex. name? Because at one point Joe was like, well, now that I have fuck you money, which was such a weird kind of, I've never heard him say that before. And Lex was like, okay, so you said fuck you money. So, and then they started talking about how Joe is now pigeonholed into this pigeon held into this position. Uh, I don't know. Sorry. Of, <laughs> no, I was um, just thinking, I was trying to work it out of my head. I was like, Ooh, that's a good one. Um, into this position of like, he can't be the every man anymore because he is $300 million or $500 million rich, you know? And that anytime he tries to voice an opinion like that, even if it's true, people are just going to be like, oh, what does this rich fuck know, you know? Mm -hmm. I think it's really cute that he, when he was, when he was making like he way more money than tons of people, that was fuck you money. But it, it's so weird his like how he changes. Well, this in in his defense, Matt, this puts him in like oh, before I he was fifty million dollars. We had talked about this now puts him in. I get you it. Know, yeah. Oh, and ex, ex, if if I'm right, and it's three hundred million a year or whatever it is, and not for the length of the contract. You're talking about an awful lot. Like he's really in a different stratosphere. Yeah. At that point. You think it's hold on. I just want to get this straight. You think Spotify gave him almost a billion dollars? Correct. No. The, the amount goes up every week. I think that it's probably minimum of like $150 million I think it's $150 million. A year. A year? A year. No, five, I, would, I think it's $100 million a year. Five, it's million. For five years. It's three years. We know this. Oh, it's only three years? Yeah. Yeah, so 150 totally makes sense then. So for a grand total of $450 million. I mean, listen, off what they made. Thank like you, Dr. Next... Calculus. <laughs> yeah, I don't know. I don't think they gave him that much. And they definitely didn't give him a billion dollars. Let's let's be clear on that. Either either way, Matt. Maybe. Either way. No, no, not maybe. Because <laughs> just hear me out. That it fiscally, fiscally, it makes no sense. There's no way a company with like a market cap of whatever the fuck theirs is would be like, let's give away a a fucking twenty percent of our market share or of our market cap to this one dude. That's I think it's, I think it's Probably two hundred million dollars total. Nobody, nobody is talking about Spotify podcast. If Joe doesn't move over there, interesting. Listen, and I, and, and Joe Budden is probably still there. Thinking, thinking he's killing it. <laughs> uh, I hate to digress, but in that interview with Lex Friedman, did you love when Lex Friedman came back and said, "Well, Joe, I think I have fuck off money too now." <laughs> Dude, I all okay, Kamar. I almost threw my phone into the wall. I do it. If I had I fuck it. you money, I, I would have trashed my whole it. studio. Like <laughs> that was so annoying. It was that, almost narcissistic. Oh, it was. Cra it's crazy how disconnected Lex Friedman is from the real world. It's nuts. It is fucking nuts. Oh, yeah. <laughs> Speaking of mental disorders, I, 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 I whatever. I, I love that Lex. So. Dude, that was so weird. Oh, I'm so glad you reminded me of that. I was so enraged. <laughs> I was like, how much money? First of all, I have to check his net worth now because unless he has like $30 million, the fact that he said, fuck off money, mind you, he did qualify saying, I don't need much, right? He's a single guy. He's a simple man. His mother hates him. <laughs> 
I don't think Lex Friedman is worth more than $1 million. Let's play the game. I think he's worth $10 million. $10 million. He probably there. has a patent or something like the AI hold on, work. Hold on, hold on. Didn't you see the video that he posted of like his push-up chin-up t- challenge? It looked like he was in like a one-bedroom apartment. What did everybody oh. say? I said, I said a million. Two? Two? Okay, well, I won that money. one. Yeah. Let's fuck off money in Lithuania. I mean, listen, well, on, fuck no. off money to me. That's what I, I just, just wouldn't say. say it to Joe Rogan. When yeah. Joe Rogan says, I have fuck off money at half a billion dollars, I'm not like then, hey, Joe, I also have, Joe, I'm just like you. I have fuck off money too. I got a million bucks, you know? I mean, I hate to sound like a broker record, but he, he, you can see it coming down the road, but he's too big now. It's too big in that it's very, actually, that was the refreshing part of the Cam Haynes episode last week because Cam Haynes doesn't give a fuck about Joe Rogan's money or success. You know what I mean? And Joe respects him. And thus we have a good conversation. But you have anyone who's just like, I'm just so happy to be here, Joe. Like, it's just, it, it, there's a weird power dynamic that, is going to be there from now on. And, and Joe can come across as the everyman and comfortable, and I thought this conversation was fine, but it's just never going to be the same. But to Joe's point in that episode, because he was also like, look, what's the point of having the fuck off money? Unless you tell people to fuck off. Unless you tell people to fuck off. Like, that's why I can still get on the air and say whatever the fuck I want, because I don't give a fuck if you try and cancel me, because I have a billion dollars a season, you know, a year on a four-year contract. Like, the guy's as rich. Are you sure he's It just keeps going up yeah. and up and up. The guy is, is as like, rich as, like, Elon Musk. It's crazy. No, he's not as rich as Elon Musk. Joe's Spotify. He's a multi-billionaire. At a billion dollars a year on a four-and-a-half-year contract, that's Mar, like... when you're making a hundred million dollars an episode, <laughs> three episodes a week... <laughs> when you're making, like, a million dollars a minute... Do you know what it is? You're Jeff years. Bezos. Yeah. It's uh, Joe's Joe's Spotify contract has now turned into Job's suit from mm-hmm. Arrested Development. Exactly. Why would the man in a yeah. four thousand dollars suit? Well, the guy in the ten thousand dollars suit's going to hold the, the elevator, elevator for, for you. you. I appreciated him being self aware and probably trying to control himself. From, but uh, I, I, I felt the first couple episodes he was in a coney state, can, <laughs> just getting drunk and like, wow, we out here in Texas. Can I, tell, can I tell you something, Kamar? You know what every, You know what? this whole thing is missing? What is this thing? Our podcast? No. Um, oh, I could. I have a laundry list. <laughs> Joe, Joe Rogan, the switchover, the everything, the fact that he's no longer an everyman, this, the deal, the Spotify deal. Mm-hmm. Hold on, he was not the everyman before this He deal. needed to come on and do an episode just like the one he did with Lex Friedman on his own show. With Red Band or something. With Red Band, exactly, mm-hmm. where mm-hmm. he just laid it all out, you know what I mean? Really honest, really... And then nobody's guessing anymore. <laughs> well, I feel that... He tells us exactly how much he's making per year, probably like $1.8 billion. <laughs> He's better served off doing that with Lex Friedman, whatever, just on the side instead of doing it on his platform specifically. But I, I think we all were clamoring for that. Yeah. Week after week with all the stuff in the media and stuff. And I found it very helpful. <clears throat> Thank you, Kamar. And I, I appreciate. I said it. to him, I said, Simon, I know you. No, I'm not gonna let Lex Friedman. I won't do it. I said, No, it, it really it shows you Joe's still there. It's just there's 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 Joe Rogan experience Joe, and there's Joe Rogan himself it's not that it's not even that he's still there it's that at at least he acknowledges the fact that okay i am this uber rich man now like 
uber rich. He was very rich before, Matt. But now when he's making like two and a half billion dollars a fucking year, he's in a totally different stratosphere. You well, the know? thing is, he would, didn't get close to successful even with his TV shows till he got Fear Factor. That was the first of course. fuck off money. Well, because news, news radio was probably like a great paying job. It was all right. But it certainly isn't fuck off money. And he doesn't have a family back then. It was just different. you know. But Fear Factor is when he, money was never an issue for him again. And then the UFC blew up. Everything blew up. Like, he's been on fuck off money for a while now. Maybe it has nothing to do with narcissism or ego. Maybe it's just that you start liking telling people to fuck off. And then eventually you meet someone and they're like, you can't tell me to fuck off. And they show you like their bank account. And you're like, gotta make okay, more. Gotta get to this. Gotta make more. Yeah. And then eventually you find that guy 10 years later and you're like, Hey, remember me? Fuck off. And maybe it's not even having to find them, Matt. Maybe it's just knowing that those people are out there that like, you know, it, it, what's going to happen if one day I get to the hotel and I want the best room and that guy's already there. That's unacceptable. You it's know? true. I mean, what if, you, yeah, you can't pretty woman everyone. You I can't, you I don't, can't I, pretty woman everyone. I don't know if he's a narcissist, but uh, I saw Dave Portnoy was on the Logan Paul Hold on. podcast. I just fucking love Dave Who, Portnoy. Who's Dave Portnoy? Help me he out He started here. out Barstool, Barstool Sports. Barstool. Everyone loves him. He, he, You've also seen him. He does the, the pizza reviews. Pizza reviews. Everyone knows the rules. One bite. Yeah, he's the guy who won the contest to hang out with With Trump. Roger Goodell. Oh, with Goodell. And then, and then they Goodell. canceled yeah, it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Kicked I, him out of the stadium in the I Super Bowl. I think I like him too. I don't know anything but about him. he was saying, I mean, they were trying to have him on and be joking with him, but he's fucking very he's serious. Very Boston very serious, yeah. And he was saying, everything, all the success I have is only because of spite. Because someone say, you can't do yeah. that. Someone say, fuck off. Like, he wants to buy it. NFL team just to tell Roger I know. to fuck off, but he, he does think it's possible. So, he, I mean, Simon, he bought a whole stadium. He bought, he made shirts with Roger Goodell with a clown nose on it, and he gave them to a, an entire NFL stadium, like outside. He's you a, need the chip. He's the you second need, most spiteful man in America, potentially. Yeah. Besides Michael Jordan? Well, I was going to say Trump. I oh, mean, I was definitely going to say only, Michael Jordan. Yeah, that's where I was at too. President, because he wanted to spite Obama. So I, I think we're, we're seeing a, a pattern here where you need to have the chip on your shoulder or something to prove. I got to hit them up because when he was talking about call her daddy, he was like, "Yeah, I just like I found out this chick edits the whole thing herself and does all the video." Oh, you herself. watched the the Logan Paul? Yeah, well, I watched a bit of it. I fucking I can't stand Mike Malik or Logan Paul, so. But I like Dave Portnoy, so I watched a bit of it. See, there's a per like take the Pauls. Hold right? on, okay, go ahead. I was I'll just gonna say that's thought. a perfect example of like narcissism at true work. There's guys who are like they've made it rich off this system, like however it is. Uh, I don't understand it. Granted, I'm an old fuck. They've tapped into this whatever. But hold on, I'll, I. This is the weird Do one. Do you to me, think? Like sorry, let me just get it out. Sure. Though. Do you think that these guys are like? able to look at themselves and say I'm rich kind of like through a joke as opposed to I hope when they're older through reflection I've thought about it and I think they're too in it right now and I think one day maybe one of them maybe both of them maybe none of them may look back and say what the fuck did I do and I don't think you can atone for being successful for being an asshole or for being an egomaniac like it's just I'll supposed to give it all back because it was Ungotten, not on merit. No, like, no, I'm I not think give it, it back. 
Simon, I, I don't think Logan Paul is a bad person. I don't think he's a dickhead. I don't think, I think he's, he's an asshole. I like him better than his brother. Well, was, if, this if is what I'm choose. getting at. What I'm getting at is like, I think he's just a young kid with a lot of money. He's a young, good-looking, fit kid with a lot of fucking cash. You don't like the way he made it or you do whatever. His brother is a slimy, greasy piece of shit who deserves nothing good. I think Logan Paul is the type of person who will eventually look back and go, you know what? I was a young, dumb kid. I did a lot of stupid shit. Did I deserve all the money I got? I mean, it's a weird, that's a weird thing to say or to think I, about. Again, I'm just, I, I'm not suggesting at all that he has to give it back, nor that he shouldn't become famous. Cause again, I don't understand how it works. I'm just wondering if these guys are able to be like, does, did Takashi 69 or whatever the fuck his name is. Is that right? Yeah. yeah. Um, did he know that he was like a fucking joke? Yes, or did 100%, he think, 100%. Well, no, because he was out there hanging out with real gangsters. He knew so what he was doing, though. It was all contrived. That, like you, The thing the thing you got to look at is you don't love him or hate him, how young these guys are and just how different your thought process is in your early 20s. Like, I also you do any fucking thing and like consequences are not the forefront of your decision-making process. Yeah. I was also going to say, Simon, to I think you're discounting, like, again, Jake Paul just suckled off his brother's teeth, but, like, Logan Paul put in a... You know how hard it is to become successful on YouTube? No. Harder than it's, TikTok. It, it's... it's Dude, it's like becoming famous in real life. It's, it's, it is not fucking easy. There's a million... There's millions of people trying to do the same thing, vying for eyes, vying for... It's... The fact that he is as big as he is, there's literally only like 15 people in the world that are that big on YouTube. He worked hard to get there. It's not. It's it, not that's what I'm saying. Like, it's I not, would never yeah. want to do that. And think about the life. Sorry to cut you no. off. Think about, you know, we just spoke about how like, oh, it's all smiles and this and that off camera. Like, dude, who knows? Like, maybe that kid is fucking hurting inside. Maybe when the cameras go off, he's fucking stressed and he's got to deal with like all sorts of well, horse he shit. overdosed uh, to cash. He's in the hospital. Yeah, I'm not talking about that piece oh. of shit. A fucking rat piece of shit. Um, what I was going to say, Matt, was I just assume, I, granted, I don't know a lot about Jake or Logan Paul. because I wasn't defending Jake. I don't have my finger on any pulse. But I would assume, or sorry, I did assume that when these people get famous on YouTube or TikTok, it usually starts with one video that goes viral, and then they turn that one video into. Oh, but they do hundreds of video to, to hit to that, one, that video. one. Well, but hold on, with but, but yeah, yes and no though. I mean, that's you know, uh, Logan Paul did vlogs, so with him it was literally just putting out content every day. It had nothing to do with like it wasn't like he was like TikTok is that. He's the older, but he started on he's Vine. The older brother, sure. So he Logan blew up the older brother. Yeah. He blew up on Vine, and when Vine got shut down, he transferred to YouTube. Fine, and was able to keep it going but had definitely had a sizable audience sure going, but my point is is like even that isn't easy like ask Kamar, you probably tried to become vine famous uh vine it was hard i i, I tried a couple of things hoping that i'd like film a radio or something and go but i just i'm too old oh i to couldn't agree with you more focus on it or care about it or if i was um A young CIA guy trying to make your dress. No, <laughs> if social media, I was going to say the internet. I'm trying to catch myself on that. Gotcha. If I was young when social media came to fruition, thank you. Yeah, I would not have done well, man. Like I, I just, 
I think what got me through a lot of the time was I just didn't know what other people were doing, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So you never, you never had to feel bad about it because you just didn't know. Well, you I just didn't know. I pose this question, probably the, the biggest narcissist on the planet is probably Kim Jong-un. Kim Jong-un? Whatever his name is. The, the leader of North Korea. <laughs> Kim Jong-un. I don't like to give him his full credit. But do you think North Koreans are walking around miserable? Well, of course they are. I think some of them are, and I think some of them don't no, no. even know to be happy. Is that what you mean? Well, that's an interesting. Hold on. That's an even more interesting. Like, if you're born into, let's say you're born in prison. Yeah, it's the allegory of the cave. Yeah. If you grew up inside a cubicle and you only know the cubicle, then right? there's nothing outside the cubicle for you to compare it to. That's so what I'm asking. It, that's, and, and they monitor all the TV that comes in. Like They don't have the internet. Yeah, but this is the thing. The there's, literal internet. Yeah, yeah. You know? There's a lot of revolutions there, though. Like, there's, uh, I'm sure you've seen it floating around the internet. They have these things all over the states where you can uh, donate your old USBs. And they get over there. Yeah, and they load them up with American content. And then you get caught and you get dragged off of the night. And sure, but if you again. live in, like, the. Um, that's your choice over there. <laughs> if you live in, like, a less urban setting in North Korea. You probably don't have electricity. You you would never know, right? You'd simply get up every day. We have the greatest you leader in the world. You work hard in the I mean, fields again, though, for on. the grand leader, and I'm super happy to do it. Let's just back up a sec. Most of the country is starving. So I refuse to believe that even if you're brainwashed into believing, like, our leader is great. Think about hang... Like, I'm a miserable human being when I'm slightly hungry. Imagine being like that all the fucking time. You'd... Trust me. I, I don't uh, think most people over there are like, no, this is great. Well, I think if if it was the case, you would see more... I mean, I'm definitely... Uprising, right? But no, but we don't see anything. If you were hangry enough, Matt, Simon, you do would not, demand hold on. food. Stop. Do you not remember the video last year of that guy running over the demilitarized zone while being shot at by North Korean yeah, forces? Yeah. He didn't look like he was having a good time. That's what I'm but saying. I asked you a question. You said, of course, they're not happy. Then, well, maybe they are. Well, no, because then I thought about you the allegory of... Monitored. I, I, I agree that th then when I think about it, like if you don't know any better... You know, and if you're being fed that all the other countries are eating rats and it's terrible, then maybe in your head you're like, well, if that's what's going on over there. And we get rice once a day. I, ju I just find it tough to believe Thank that. Thank you, And they get, they get fake news that other countries have no rice. And that yes, that's what he just better. said. <laughs> but what are we yes. doing here? <laughs> I didn't say rice, though, so Kamar really wins that battle. He put it in the Sorry, proper context. You said food. It's, it's no battle. Um, he also referenced no country for old men. One of my favorite movies. And I thought we'd do it as the movie game. It's the movie game in the new oh. studio where Simon and Matt go head to head. Oh, you look you look upset. Simon had Simon had clearly Googled a different movie. <laughs> <laughs> where Simon and Matt go head to head to figure out what year a movie came out. I'm just trying to figure out what what is S The budget and the gross. S M E O. Inhibitors, drugs. Smeo. Smeo Smeo. Schmo. Mocha. You underlined it too. No, I just underlined oh. it now. S M E A O. Like to show you. S M E O. Smeo. Smeo. <laughs> Is that a new acronym so for wait, some sort so of? So it says Smeo. Joe describes as everything gone. What are we doing here? What are you S M E A O. Are you asking us to crawl inside your brain? S M E O. Smeo. Yeah, I'm asking you to crawl inside my brain. This is the game where we try and decipher Simon's handwriting. Uh, what was happened. the movie, Kamar? No, no country from all men. Directed or, <laughs> by Joel Cohen and Ethan Cohen. Sorry, what was it, Kamar? It came out in. Just kidding. What was the name of the movie? No country for old men. Thanks, Smeo. <laughs> uh, okay, so the no year. comb, no comb. 
So directed the by the Farley brothers? No. The, no, uh, it's not time. a comedy. <laughs> the, um, it's the, the Coen, Coen brothers. brothers. My peeps. Starring Tom Lee Jones, Javier Bardem, who I think was a narcissist, and Josh Brolin. He got all of those names right. Not the narcissist. Who is the narcissist? You said Javier Bardem was the narcissist? In the movie? Don't you mean the antagonist? No, I, I thought they. I thought when they're talking about no, no country old man, he was saying he exhibited you narcissistic are correct. tendencies. Yep. Yep, yep. I don't know if I'm correct. I, I just thought you meant. misspoke. That's all. I didn't mean Sorry. the um, antagonist or the protagonist, protagonist or yeah. the hero or the villain. So I, I am definitely either bang on or one year off, and there's no, there's no question about it. Wow, this is very interesting. That's this not one. good. Okay, so I got to think about this for a second. It's the movie game. Got to get back in town. Got to get back in town. The diva in his guesses, eh? It's because he came close last week. He's like, he's in the hunt. Okay, let's go. What year do you have, Simon? 2009. I have 2007. 2007. Oh, whoa. Hold on your hats. Hold on your hats. This hasn't happened for a while. This has not happened for a while. You know what the problem is, though? Neither of us have a chance at this because this is a Coen Brothers movie that was critically acclaimed. Heat or miss. Yes, yeah. yes. What could happen? But it's been a while since someone got the year. But how does that feel? You little, you, you sort of perked up in your chair there. Wow. Well, I mean, I, I knew. I knew. Feel I good. knew. It feels good to catch one every once in a while. Yeah, it does. Well, mm -hmm. Let's see if I can come close on these. And I hope you guys are all playing at home. And please let us know what you think of the new studio, the new digs. I hope you're safe and having a great Thanksgiving. That's what I forgot to say. No, it's Canadian Thanksgiving. Thanksgiving. Well, Most of our listeners don't reside in this or country. American, American listeners might actually have a Thanksgiving because their lockdown could be done because it'll be after the election. If Biden wins, they got to open it up with the new vaccine. Why? You think if Trump becomes president again, he's just opening everything up? No, it's up to the individual states. You I know have that's no, how I, it works. I have no idea what's going to happen. It's Well, no, but so I can tell you that's now. not how it works. Like what? He's Thank just going to do this executive order that overrules every state. Fuck that, man. We'll go nuts. Mm -hmm. Maybe he'll give funding to the states that open up. New so Hampshire. Is it New Hampshire? Live free or die? Like that's right on their license plate, man. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. And they don't wear motorcycle helmets. Fuck. You call me a diva. I'm ready. It's the movie game. Okay, so Matt let me go first. Has so a chance Matt has all the full Matt. I'm not going to do it. It doesn't full matter. Monty. Go ahead. So I said 38 million and Whoa. 222. Okay, you're way off there. Interesting. I said 31.4 million and it only made 68.9. Oh, That's too bad. You were so close to the budget. It cost 25 million. Mm. Oh. And wow. you will be surprised to know it made 171 million. So I wasn't wow. far you off. You weren't far wow. off of the total. Wow. I wasn't far That's off what I thought was in total. Well, he was yeah, closer on the thing. But you, oh, you're definitely in the neighborhood of the budget. I feel nice like work, that's Simon. a win for me. Well, yeah. it isn't, though. Well, but I'll take it. <laughs> Chalk it up. Simon Points for Simon. Win. Points for Matt for the date. Dude, it's that's been a long time coming. Two wins. Woo. You're just chalking yourself up wins wherever yeah, you want. I just add them in, man. Yeah, but as we glossed over it, it really... Tied in, and I know a lot of people are sick of Joe talking about mushrooms and the powers of ayahuasca and stuff. Well, you, if you see in the comment board, they'll be like, 15 minutes of Joe mentioned mushrooms or whatever, but... I don't think people realize, though, that that's how change comes about. It's, it is coming up. You want to know what my problem is? I, I have zero problemo with Joe talking about any sort of psychedelics whenever he wants. It just makes me feel upset with myself because I haven't done DMT. So it like every time he talks about it, I just 
I want to do it, but I know that I, I, it, it's going to happen organically. I, I, you know? I think you should have dug yourself a hole and put an expectation. Yes, oh, absolutely. I had, I had a DMT connection it's before not, we went up to the cottage, not, and he was like, no. It's not that. It's um, set and setting. Again, I have a certain set of circumstances that I need. And you have no desire to go to Machu Picchu and then veer off to ayahuasca session in the rainforest, shit and piss for 24 hours. I have zero, zero. I would never want to do any drug that makes me puke there. I'm just, I don't know. You just want to do the DMT. I want to do the synthesized version, I guess. And then you can know. The the crib notes. Well, anyways, this is a serious uh, (laughs) ailment, narcissism, and... um, I wish Joe had taken a bit more serious. I think at the end he, he realized and he's sort of trying to be comfortable with the host. But Can we play a little game for a sec here? So back to trying to decipher what Simon's notes mean because there is more to it now, I see, that may help us okay. with the mystery, okay? So the notes are SMEO, S-M-E-O, and then a dash. Joe describes as everything gone underlined, okay? Gone is important there, I thought, for some reason. And then right under it, I have right away, he was like, oh, I fucked up, LOL. So I thought that was funny. What the fuck is Smeo? Dude, I have no idea what you're writing down, why you're writing it. Did he make like an acronym, acronym S-M-E-O, for something? I cannot you, call you inside your brain. Call? I, I yeah, have no dude, idea. I, no, it would be from this episode. Oh, I, I know, but yeah. you could have taken something and transformed oh, sorry. it into that. Oh, and hey. then underneath, I fucked up, LOL, it says total ego death. Jiu-jitsu. No, that's psychedelics. Yeah, oh, I think I, think I know it's, what it is. It's, okay. um, it's not SMEO. It's that I didn't know what the acronym was. It's um, yeah, the S M E A O. That's what I'm saying. I said that right at the beginning. That was my first guess. I said, and that that was funny when Joe said it. Yeah, get out of here. Joe said it. He was like, and right away I said to myself, "Oh, I really fucked up." That was his first thought after doing because it's nothing. He describes it as it's just nothing. You're nothing. Everything's nothing. There's no east, west, south, or north. I don't like that. I don't want to do that. <laughs> no, it's it's that would suck, eh? If you you're doing DMT, but with not with somebody who knows anything, and you order it off the internet, and you get it, and you think you're doing the one where all the colors and the people and the fun, and then you just feel and like you you're just dead. get nothing, and you feel like you're oh my god, that would be terrible. Would it though? Because when you come back, don't you feel? You I just, mean, the fact that you're not dead isn't that half the. I still would be. I would feel like I was robbed you, you of an experience. You know, well, if you expect everything and you get nothing, that's yeah. That's unless I, I, the I, nothing I is that is life. Unless the nothing is everything, like you're saying, Maddie. Okay. I don't. I just don't. the total absence of anything is so orgasmic. That I don't think you can do it now that you put so much weight on it. Like such as expectation. Like if you don't inhale enough, don't worry about what I can and can't do. Okay, come sorry. on. I'm sorry, Simon. If you well, if you, you can't get on a plane. If you don't get well, enough, I could get on a plane. Yes, Kamara, go ahead. If you don't get enough, it just doesn't work. Yeah, and then you can't just reload like a half hour later. Like do it right. You got to wait a couple of days or whatever. So it's just we'll see. I, I want you to do it. I I don't think it's gonna change you prolifically like as a person, but I know you think about it and want to do it. So. Oh no, I, I don't think it's necessarily going to change me as a person either. It's just something I want to experience. And I want I you to experience like it. I you're going to do it you. with Kamar and you're yeah. going to come out of it and he's going to be like 
buttoning up his pants. Yeah, I don't. And you're gonna look at him, and he's gonna Definitely. be like, "Do you feel different, Simon?" I <laughs> know <laughs> while he's under. It, Does I your like ass feel different? My Simon? arm got cut off, and it's a stump. And like, where's your arm? I'm like, what are you talking about? I never had an arm. <laughs> Just in a whole different reality. Fuck. Um, okay, good. I'm so glad we figured that out. Well, that we figured out 20 minutes ago yeah, the first time we guessed. Yeah. I thought Just you were leaving. Us. What happened? I came back. You decided to stay. Oh, you have more for this guy. Holy fuck. Um, you have four more pages for this guy? Get the fuck out of here. All right. Uh, but it's probably none of it's uh, interesting. Legible? Who knows? Well, I mean, we spent 20 minutes trying to figure out half of your note there, so. Smeo. Oh, because then he starts talking about... Uh, Aliens, that's why I have so much, Matty, because the end was all alien talk. But he was talking about aliens like, Joe, tell me. The thing we are annoyed the most. It'd be one thing if he came with his Bigfoot experience or his take on aliens, but he just wanted to entertain me about aliens, Joe. And I, and I was like, you fucking son of a bitch. Well, no, was it, I thought some of it was interesting, how he spoke about it from like a psychological standpoint what the, 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 like how everyone knows what happens when you get abducted and that maybe that's part of the whole like i know yeah, simon doesn't like this the psychological sorry, coincidence uh sorry what were you saying that simon doesn't like oh anything i say that's no what I, was I, I it's not that i don't like it i find that most i agree with you i think most abduction cases are not true Again, I just don't think that means that because they're ninety percent are fucking liars that there aren't legitimate cases where people get taken for some reason. And I think those cases, when you actually look at them, the real ones, like um, here, I'll give you an example, Maddie. Um, shit, what's his fucking name? Fire in the sky. There. Um, uh, his name will come to me in a second. He's. It's a famous case where this group of uh, loggers were out doing work and they were on their way home and they see this UFO and what's his name, whatever this guy's name, uh, Travis, Travis, uh, the rest will come to me. Uh, he gets out of his car and runs up to this thing and it hits him with some sort of beam or something and he's gone and his friends see this all happen. They get in their car, they drive away because they're so freaked out. And then they get like a little ways away and they're like, oh shit, we got to go back for him. This is, uh, we can't leave him out there. So they go back to get him. He's not there. And then they find him like miles and miles away. Wasn't this a movie? Yeah. Tra Travis Walton. Tra Travis Walton. Thank you. Uh, days later. Anyways, the point of all of that I'm telling you this, Matt, is because when he comes back, his story isn't that he was like taken and probed in his asshole and like the, you know, like everybody says. He says he got hit by accident with that beam. And when it happened, he believes, this is what he believes anyways, that they were trying to save his life. That's why they took him because they killed him by accident and they took him onto the ship to try and save his life which is just very different than the normal story you would hear. Again, all I'm saying is I don't think they're all fake. I agree with you, though. I think the majority of them are people who have heard one story and are just... It'd be easy to concoct a good story that seems to... That, and it possible. also wouldn't surprise me if some of these are... Um, Copycats. No, the, gover no, are the, the government... Are legitimate. The government... 
doing some sort of weird acid psyop and I'm not being facetious. No, here. no, no. Like I, I, get it. I really believe that that's something they were doing. And I'm really beginning to question if Barney and Betty Hill is not exactly that. Cause when you look at that case, um, it, to me, it was always like, I don't know if you know a lot about it, but she especially is able to draw out like maps from her memory and stuff. But let's say it was like some giant psyop done by the government and they have them, you know, in a state where they can implant memories into their heads, right? Like if they're give them some sort of drug and then they're doing CIA stuff on them, <laughs> how hard would it be to like put that map in her mind so then when she when you put her back onto the street. CIA stuff. CIA stuff. <laughs> whatever they do behind the scenes. Uh, I, again, so I think there's a real mixed bag of what's going on. And that's why, listen, that's do You know what that is though? That is uh, your uh, crop circles. Right, exactly. But it's probably a really mixed bag right across the board. Like um, there's so much chaff to get through that it makes it hard to ever find the truth. But I would imagine that, you know, you gotta, you know, there's a lot to get through to, but there are real cases out there. You just gotta have a... Interest in it. Well, uh, (laughs) (laughs) But again, Joe, like being the closed-minded individual that he is, um, just like, it's impossible that um, it's interdimensional. You know, he well, just, well, you, that's, that's you, where I draw the line. He lost me there. That's the only thing I do believe in. And I realized, oh shit, all these pictures of earth from space, they're all CGI composites and NASA admits it. I mean, that sums it up. I mean, we've definitely, def- space is real. Simon, There's look, no you're all hunched like over. That. You could sit up and just move the mic up. You know, that's a possibility, There's right? No, or just leave it there. There's that's no doubt about that. Space is real. But I, I'm beginning to feel a lot like Kamar, and um, there is some hinky shit to that first space flight. Oh, no, you don't. Yeah, I, No, I, you don't. Cause I, I, no, you don't. You don't get to do that. Okay. You can flip-flop about every single thing. Kamar, mocha. I can do whatever the fuck I you want. Will mocha. Die on mocha stands for. Mocha, mocha, Unbelievable. mocha. Well, you're not welcome. You're not welcome on my side. I don't want to be on your side because your side is stupid because you had no arguments. I'm going on the side. Put some respect on my name. Zero respect. That you're saying you're you're starting to agree, side with Kamara. Like, what are we saying here? I I worded that wrong. Uh, That's what I'm I'm formulating a whole new side that Kamar maybe is like. Has similarities, but it's totally unrelated. Perfect. I accept that. I accept that. Trust me, I don't want to be on your team if that's what you mean. You had your chance. But you debated off my team. <laughs> you debated, you you made debated me look yourself you, off You debated my team. yourself off You made your me look like a fool. I certainly did you, not. You made yourself look like a fool. Actually, I hardly I, I won take, that debate at all. I take the majority of the credit. Can Enjoy I actually the page, say this? John, to see my lowest point. I think you both made us look like fools. All of us. So there we go. How do you like that, them apples? That's not true. All right. Are we done with the fucking WHG Wells well, let here? Let me just see what else I have here, Matt. Um... It's three pages of alien dicks. So yeah, I don't like it when there's less pages about the rest of the podcast to that one, yeah. and it was a half hour part. And then Joe said, just mm-hmm. speaking of Joe's closed mindedness, <laughs> he said that all Bigfoot sightings have to do with mental illness. 
We'll leave it at that because we can pick this up. <laughs> we can actually pick this back up uh, in the last podcast. You can double back to this. Uh, okay. But Simon, you, but here's my question is you have not seen Bigfoot. You just believe in him. So you actually, technically, you have no problem with the statement, technically speaking. And to keep it related to this podcast. He doesn't say, he never said that you have a mental disorder. He didn't say that. Yes. Right. Yeah. Right. Because like, you haven't claimed to have seen Until Bigfoot ever. It, yeah, you right. just, you in your heart believe that Bigfoot exists. I thought so, you're saying Bigfoot has a mental problem and he's a narcissist. Well, for sure. You know what I mean? Well, no, then he'd want to be seen a lot. Yeah, which is, well, he's trying, Simon. He wouldn't tolerate for all these blurry photos. Yeah, but it's his cloaking skin that is not, that's, that's the, the problem with his narcissism. My best guess is either interdimensional or extinct. And you got to be able to buy extinct mocha. Oh, he has to buy it all. That's the, that's kind of the, the slogan whole, of mocha. The whole kit and caboodle. Oh, I'm certainly willing to say that Bigfoot is not real. Like, I mean, as a possibility, it could be real. It could not be real. I know you have to, you have to live I, in that world. I'll, I'll, I'll leave that up to, to the history gods. to decide. To history. Well, to history then. To Graham Hancock. He don't, I don't know what he believes. Uh, I heard an interesting, uh, do you guys know what Paranthropus is? Uh, type I don't of radio? I do, no. No, it's uh, a species of like hominid type uh like uh, keep going neanderthal man like another florensis whatever okay yeah yeah and um people are making a argument that that's what bigfoot actually is that's the line it came from and here's another so but hasn't existed for a long time no no for a long time okay. but here's another interesting argument that i heard the other day what if it was you know we always assume just okay this is way out there but just hear me out here i'm what? right here with no. you we always assume that like man starts in africa and makes his way to wherever the fuck coffee he, he came from ethiopia going right to talk about in all different ways i mean i whatever he gets to we get to where we're going what if man started right here in north america as what are you a mormon some sort of like bigfoot type creature and then Everything came from that. What if Simon's starting his own Graham Hancock? Like, well, do you have any evidence for this, or is this no, just zero, pure? Oh, okay. zero evidence? That I, I don't even. This, I don't think this is my. Imagine idea. the world gets so fucked up. Graham Hancock is on Joe Rogan and like references. Uh, Simon Ann has been, has been yeah. putting out Actually, information. Actually, there's been, there's been great work out of Canada from a man named Simon Annisman who's doing great work. No, he would hate me. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows, man? Who knows? He would hate that me That would for be sure. the best. Um, and then just, yeah. You know what? Okay, I'll talk about this in the post, Joe, because I know it'll aggravate you. Um, uh, any, aggra any, any episode it aggravates. How aggravated do I get on this show? Like... Look, he only has one note left, and he's he's like, "How do I stretch this into twenty to twenty-five? No, this minutes? is my last question. Okay, to you guys. So, remember when Reagan made that speech? Joe plays it all the time. It was. It turns yeah. out it was to the United Nations. I didn't know that about about space aliens. Yeah. About how it would take one cause to bring us all together, and or that so cause could be uh, something not of this world. Yeah. Do you think that was like them getting ready to tell us something back then? No, and I then believe. they got cold feet for whatever reason, and that was going to be disclosure? No, I believe it was the opposite. I believe they were like, 
we can siphon a fucking shitload of money out of the country and out of the taxpayers if we create some sort of fear that we need like a Star Wars system where we can fight off someone. And then again, Congress approves a trillion dollar thing and half of that trillion dollars goes into the pockets of a bunch of politicians. Well, it, it, it was combined with stopping intercontinental ballistic missiles. Yeah, like, ICBMs uh, and stuff. Yeah. Anything. I hope there was some... Maybe there's aliens. Got to think about it. And it's not, was it a total cash grab? It just seems like, more. E.T. Like was a big movie at the time. Like, but that's what I'm saying. Like, Does it not seem I, like I they were just playing at the heartstrings of. I say, I think it's that. I just hope there was some general. You know how they get hope, a nation ready for some sort of disclosure would be to start with the movies and stuff, right? And get people acclimated. Like that was why Werner Von Braun was working with Disney. They were making that movie about space travel before we ever went to space to get people acclimated to the idea of being in ships and flying to Mars. To your question, to your statement, and we'll get into it in the next podcast we're about to move on to, um, why was there a period when there's all Vietnam movies? You remember that? There was Platoon, there was uh, Full Metal Jacket, there was Hamburger Hill, there was uh, Born on the Fourth of July. Like, what were they preparing us for then? The veterans from the Iraq War that was coming down the pipe to, you, you know what I mean? If what you said is true, or do they go through periods where they put out movies that they want to influence people, and then for months they put out movies or that have nothing to do with Or maybe it's as anything. simple as like a guy like Kubrick has a reason why he puts out a Vietnam movie, probably because he wants to tell people about the atrocities of Vietnam, and then everybody else sees that it does really well and um, try Studio to make a cash grab off it, you know? So then all of a sudden, boom, there's a platoon, there's a this, there's a that. I was more trying to agree with you that the CIA would, or whoever, mm -hmm. would try to influence or prepare people for something. And what was all those, if that was the case, what could we think all those movies were put out for? Mm -hmm. Especially because of the next podcast we're about to talk to, which I thought was really crazy. When we get there. Please rate this fucking thing. I give this podcast a four. Super interesting. I just honestly got some sort of problem or felt away when Joe just, I felt he wasn't taking it seriously. It was a three and a half. Like, it, it bothered me. You just me. felt for the narcissism thing. C could have been a four. Could have been a four. Okay. I, I think it was a four. I like these. Again, I like the ones where I have no idea who the guest is. Interesting. Talk. I, I like him, too. Like, I like that he was like, I don't know. I could be wrong. Google it. Like, I, I like that sort of stuff. I think I loved him to the spaceship talk. Oh, that was the best, though. That's <laughs> well, just when I thought I was, like, really stoked on this episode. And then he just. It only got a four he put icing on the cake. Well, because I mean, it was what it was, you know, it wasn't. Well, so that means you thought it was like a three and a half and then he, Hancock. and then he pulled out his alien. It was like a three, seven, and five. And then he threw some alien gotcha. jizz on there. The whole jujitsu part was interrupting the actual conversation about narcissism. And then he did that shit about the aliens. Narcissism. Three and a half. Okay. We're going to take a break now. I think uh, so. The next we're going to breeze yeah, we're through an hour the next 15 one, and yeah. So I think we're good. Yeah. All right. We're going to take a quick break. We might pay a bill. You might just get uh, us back right away. Who knows? Either way, we'll be back. Back Guys, this episode of the podcast is brought to you by BetterHelp.com. What interferes with your happiness? Are you feeling depressed? You feel anger? Maybe it's anxiety, stress eating away at your life. Maybe it's a self-esteem issue. Uh, do you feel like there's something preventing you from achieving your goals? I know for me, 
Uh, I had a wicked drinking problem in my 20s, and uh, it would have been nice if there had been someone there to help. Luckily, I overcame it, and I can tell you right away, I feel much better. That's where BetterHelp comes in. Uh, BetterHelp will assess your needs and match you with your own professional licensed therapist. Uh, it's so convenient. You can connect in a safe and private online environment. Uh, you can usually start communicating with someone in under 24 hours. So that's good. You'll get that timely and thoughtful help that you need. Uh, this is not a self-help website. It is professional counseling. You can send a message to your counselor at any time. Uh, as well, you can schedule weekly and video phone sessions. Um, we know that during COVID, the last thing you want to do is be going into a doctor's office, sitting in a waiting room, putting on the mask. Um, no one wants that. That's where BetterHelp is perfect. It's all done online, super convenient. Uh, it's more affordable than traditional offline counseling, and they offer financial aid, and they're available worldwide, which is wonderful. Uh, there's also a broad range of expertise available, which may not be available locally in many areas. You never know. You may live in a rural area. Um, they may not have a specific type of uh, counselor that you're looking for. So that's where BetterHelp also comes in handy. Uh, they offer licensed professional counselors who are specialized in depression, stress, anxiety, relationships, sleeping, trauma, anger, family conflicts, LGBT matters, grief, self-esteem, as you name it. That's a lot of checked boxes. Uh, anything you share is, of course, confidential. Uh, the website is convenient, professional, affordable. They do have testimonials on their website if you want to go check it out. Uh, they have so many people using BetterHelp right now that they're recruiting additional counselors in all 50 states. So also, if you're a counselor and uh, you're having tough times during COVID, maybe head over to BetterHelp and see if you can get yourself a job. You never know. Uh, if you want to start living a happier life today, as a listener, you'll get 10% off your first month by visiting betterhelp.com slash J-R-E-E. Join over 1 million people taking charge in their mental health. Again, that's BetterHelp. H-E-L-P dot com slash J-R-E-E for your 10% discount off your first month. Guys, go check them out. Thank you so much. And we're back. And we're back. Uh, Evan Haffer and Matt Best. I called him Hafer. Right? But Hafer. Black Rifle Coffee. I want to say I came into this super bias because of listening to Brendan Schaub do Black Rifle Coffee Reads because they were big sponsors of this podcast. I just... Just rubbed you the wrong just way. Just rubbed me the wrong way. And I was pleasantly surprised that I really like these guys. It's just the first half of this episode. Because I said last week some sort of nutritionist or health well, thanks for that. person as a call. Sort of was super coffee geek. And then the diet stuff, I almost turned it off. I'm not going to lie to you. But then they got into um, the mistreatment of veterans and stuff. and Like I said, a tale to podcast. I truly believe that this is an episode that would never have happened in California. It wouldn't have made the California cut. Yeah, with no COVID. I don't understand. What Simon's saying is like he would have had a roster of people more, no disrespect to these guys, maybe more interesting. These guys are from Texas. Oh, locality. That's, that's why proximity we black rifle coffee listen he's known they've been on before a long time ago and it makes sense that they would have been on and then that would have been it right because they did really well for themselves these guys are a huge success story like all the props to them mm -hmm. again i just think he was filling time in texas filling slots in texas 
And I don't think he had any idea it would go down the road it went. That sounds weird, eh? Filling sluts in Texas. Well, filling sluts in Texas, definitely. Well, just if you mumble it, you know? Joe was filling sluts in Texas. I mean... <laughs> <laughs> yeah, filling sluts in Texas, yeah, definitely. Yeah, filling sluts in Texas. Whatever. I agree. It's weird. Here's my question. This is, this is actually not a question. This is a... Here's my theory. Here's what I think is going to happen. And I'm probably wrong. I think the comedy store is going to fall on such hard times that it's going to rely on all the biggest people that have ever come out of there to save it, i.e. Joe. I think Joe is so personally invested in the comedy store that he has so much money that I think he will bail them out and become a partner. I think he'll let them keep the LA location and he will open uh, a Texas comedy, comedy store. Comedy by Southwest. That's great. I like that idea, Matt. So I think then Joe will become, so again, he'll he'll have, he'll be a part of the thing that he reveres in comedy if He'll, I could, sorry, go no, ahead. go ahead. If I could work off your idea for, sure. if I could riff off that for a second, riff as away. they say in the biz, put your cans on, get ready. Um, Joe does that. He buys the comedy store and he airlifts it to Texas with <laughs> okay. his fuck you money. No, but I actually think, cause again, I think it's too far. I think, what's the point of having fuck you money if you're not going to helicopter buildings from one state no, you to don't, another? You, just like you watched the documentary you're talking about, you don't take the comedy I, store. I am being facetious, but I like Matt's uh, suggestion a lot that he buys in, he saves the LA one, he gets the right to the names or to the name rather, and he opens up. I mean, not even the right. Like he, he'll he'll have a great working relationship. I'm not saying he's going to hold them over the coals or anything. I'm saying he's going to go in and say, "Listen, I will give you guys the money to keep the LA one afloat, and I'm going to open one here to continue." The tradition of but to your point it wouldn't have to just be joe rogan you could have tom segura that's what i'm uh, saying cummings yeah. like there's a lot of big money there this is the thing is i think a lot of them i'm not going to say 100 percent. a lot i i guarantee you 50 percent of them are like i would have come up at any comedy place fuck it i don't care but i think a, a good portion of them will say had it not been for this place and this time and these people i wouldn't be where i am and i'm willing to give back but i think joe given his monetary status might just swoop in and say, I'll just... I mean, Tom Segura is rich. Yeah. But he didn't just sign a deal for like $3 billion a year for seven and a half He's going years. going up. You know what I'm saying? Like, Joe is in a totally different fucking... So that was system. it. Is I thought to myself as I was like... I mean, maybe you never know. Maybe Joe is just the type of person who's like, I, I just want to do my own thing. Maybe he'll bail them out quietly on his own. And he shouldn't want to not have like this monopoly on comedy as a comic. It's like... It's heart in the right place, but I'm not saying a monopoly on comedy. I'm again. I'm saying it. I'm not saying this in a negative at all. I'm just saying it as like Joe just becomes like the self-appointed king of comedy. Well, then that's what it looks like. I mean, most when you have that kind of money, I, I'm I'm more thinking like yeah. I don't know why there aren't more. I was being facetious. I, uh, famous comedians that own comedy clubs. <laughs> well, that's what I'm saying. Already. I don't think I don't think because it's not a money maker. I don't think he's trying to be a gatekeeper of comedy. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm just saying I think, again, given his age and his monetary status, it would make a lot of sense for him to invest, reinvest in the things that got him to where he is. He talks about getting young comics on all the time. This is like the perfect... And just this just kind of came to me right now. So Joe is going to become Mitzi and Johnny Carson rolled up into one, meaning he's going to be the gateway yep. for the comedians to come to him 
It's a very weird uh, dynamic. I'm surprised because I actually thought this conversation would come up in the next podcast. Sorry, it's kind of bleeding through, I guess. Yeah. Well, that's that. I don't care about this podcast, so I'm kind of. Oh no! That, well, that, let's get through. Sure. Yeah. Okay. okay. Let's, go ahead. Let's Sorry. Get, uh, My apologies. Let me, I, 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 I was wondering. Where's this guy? Oh, let me they talk the, about the next episode. Well, no, and then it was because he I was talking about the, the proximity. Texas, yeah, yeah. So I just, then my mind started going to what I cared about. Let's Sorry. hit, let's hit the high notes here. Hit it away. Um, zebra donkeys. That's cool. But they can't reproduce. Well, that's fine. But just these donkeys that are zebras. Z-donks. Yeah, I was Z-donks. just going to say the, his note, it says Z-donks. <laughs> Because I was trying to figure out what was going to be a good name for it, but then I, I wrote one, and then I thought, you know what, I'm going to open that up to the board. To, this is how I, this is how we end up with Smeo and you trying to figure shit out because you couldn't write bra and key. <laughs> Zedonk. Because that was my name for them. Zedonk. Gotcha. My like apologies. Zedonks. Yeah. Zebra donkeys. Yeah. Do you have a better name? Nope. That one works for me. Donk bra. <laughs> Actually, <laughs> like, never mind. Donk bra is pretty good. That's pretty good. Kamar's um, not impressed. <laughs> I honestly thought we were going to talk about. How the American government is fucking over yeah, the veterans. Oh, my, we'll get there. Spending their money. That was my next point, Kamar. But if you want to take the notes for all the shows, I, I'm happy to let you do that. The power struggle. I'm just surprised we've talked this long and we didn't get there. That's all. I didn't mean anything. They by didn't it. talk about the veterans until the second half of the show, right? But hold on. Let's before that, they talked about diet. Yeah, they and talked about hunting. sugar and, and, sugar the and hunting. They talked about hunting. The donks. I guess. Like I we, guess that was. We just started. I've only gotten through two notes, and you haven't even given me a chance to get to the third, which is fucking. What's after Z donks? Let me. Uh... Not taking care of the veterans is the most despicable form of. And then I couldn't remember the word, and I was going to fill it in after, but I, I didn't. But it to me, it's <laughs> the it's a it's like not taking care of your country. Um, if they're sick, right? Like you have one responsibility as a government, it's to take care of your own people. But even more than that, you have to take care of the people that take care of your people. A hundred percent. And it's a travesty. And when they were talking about how, and you know it happened because you've seen it, you know, they need 20 skids of $8 billion just gets dropped off in a warehouse and like spend this money to get more. Like the, the mismanage of the money is apparent as well. That they shouldn't be at, if they could put a moratorium that they can't fight until they've sorted out every veteran up to this point and then start again or whatever. Well, it's, it's crazy. What's really crazy though is it's like, we're going to go in and help this fucking country. We're going to fucking, we're going to bring democracy in. What else are you going to do? Well, we're going to bring in a bunch of trash and burn it in holes indefinitely. Like, what? Wait, wait, hold on. And ruin how much the you helping lives this? of young men That's from our country. Well, yeah, right? it's like, how much are you helping? Anyone here, really. But even more than that, yeah, that's ridiculous. It's so gross. But even more than that, it's like, look at the budget of the military. It's trillions and trillions and trillions of dollars, but you te- you're you telling me that on the back end, you can't take care of the people? Like, that is fuck, man. We know you have the money. It's right there. It's It's being taken from more deserving places to go to the military, and you can't even take care of the fucking guys. Like, once you've sent them over there to, to die... And they happen to live and you're just like, oh, well, now you're on your own, buddy. But they've got to figure out a way how to scam the money to help the veterans or whatever. You you know what I mean? Like instead of building new bombs and buying new guns and new tanks, like somehow make an industry helping their own veterans. Why is this not like a fucking huge deal? Well, it should just be interwoven in the budget. Yeah. 
should be like 25% of this military budget is for the veterans. This is what I'm saying on the back end, right? So if you have a trillion dollars, my math is bad, but you take a billion and you fucking back end it for really bad math. Whatever. uh, You see what I'm saying though? You, you a lot. Yeah, it, whatever it is, ten percent, and it doesn't make sense that it's right, an issue. Yeah. It should it should be the first non-issue. Would be enough. Man. If America wants to go fight all these wars and do all this stuff, they have to do it on the contingents that they're taking care of their veterans who they're putting through this thing, exposing to the fucking. Well, it's not only that; it's the the, the actual grossest part is that the recruitment is all about like we're going to help you, like you're going to come on. And we're going to give you an education. We're going to give you this. We're going to treat you, you know, you're going to become a better person from it. There's a 50% chance you might get some cancer that'll kill you. You know what I mean? Like that's, it's not even in the fine print. It's never mentioned like, and it's all young, poor people. Like let's all be serious. And imagine to your point, like you, you sign up for the military to go to far off places and kill people or whatever, whatever your reason is to go into the military and you get there and you're shoveling fucking flaming garbage all day <laughs> like yeah no i uh, that's hardly what you signed up for you know there's a lot of that though hurry up and wait is a common saying in the army it, 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 when it's at battles and stuff it's intense but there's a lot of oh of course so, nothing yeah, in between yeah. shoveling shit or whatnot did you notice how just uh, eloquently he slipped in that he worked for the cia for eight years i didn't notice that no. as opposed to Rashley or just coming out and telling us oh. the, of the episode this is what I did I worked for the enemy for eight years but I'm not Mike Baker I'm done I didn't notice I wasn't I'm so I, angry <laughs> I just thought I thought there was no levity in this podcast whatsoever yep and it just but hold on. Once you get onto the veteran affairs stuff, there's very little levity to be had. No, That's, and it, it isn't, but it has to be said. And these are special forces guys. Yeah. You know what I mean? And they're saying you don't need these big armies. You need small kitchens of forces, but they're complaining. And you know, like they love what they do and stuff, but it was just harsh. The interesting argument I thought was when they were talking about how um, all of a sudden the military is getting politically correct. And you can't do that. You can't, on one hand, ask these people to go and shoot people in the face. And then, on the other hand, expect that they're going to, um, there's not going to be locker room talk, you know? Like, that's, you're you're asking them to be killers. You take what you get with the killing, you know? But they want to they eventually make killers that are politically correct. Well, no, it's not politically correct, though. It's like, if I train this guy to be a killer as well, but he's gay... We need you to treat him like the rest of you killers. You can't have him singled out. No, I think more they were saying. It was gender. Yes, yes. I think they were saying, though, um, you can't have, like, if if we're out there risking our lives, we can't be worried about. And I misgender you and, uh, you, and an, you stand up and stop fighting. An gotta, adjective or whatever, them, they, zim, zim, whatever. That just can't be part of the army. You can be those things. It just can't be demanded of you to force Believe me, that shit people. ain't part of the army. Oh, I'm sure it's. I not. would argue though that their intention is to create a world where everyone is just correct. The killers, the the rapists, everyone's bad. I just don't think it works like that. No, I, I agree. I agree 100. Yeah. percent Um. Yeah, that's uh, that's pretty much it, fellas. That I had. Wow. Oh, well, you can tell this one's getting a fucking high rating from us. 
It's not that it's not getting a, a high rating or a low rating. It was just an intense podcast. I don't think they knew it would go there. I think they oh, I, that's al- what I was saying to, to that. That's what I was saying to Matt. I don't think they thought it was going to happen at all. And I'm glad it did. But just for um, listening to the middle of the afternoon while painting a house, it was uh, real bring me down. I just the thing is that the like how are they not taken care of? You know what I mean? You'd think even at least one side, like let's look at the Republicans because you'd assume that would be the side, right? Well, I think they they, said that Trump has been doing the best for the veterans in a while. They don't have health care, Maddie. Yeah, I'm well aware. So of course they, this, like, I agree. I'm like, how is this not happening? But then I'm like, well, they're not even taking care of their people on the most basic level. My YouTube has been inundated lately of videos of that fucking retard, Steven Crowder going on about how like, U.S. healthcare is absolutely the best. Canadian healthcare is garbage, and I'm like, well, the the argument for that is always people pay to go to the U.S. So yeah, why wouldn't they just stay here? But it's more like their system sounded like our system. You know, the the guy had to wait six months for a blood transfusion or whatever. Like there was something in place, but it was very either way. Stephen Crowder like brought up an example. He's like. I knew someone that went to get a broken leg looked at. They waited six hours. They got looked at. Then they waited another four hours. And then finally, they just left and drove to the States to get care. And I was like, well, that's a weird anecdotal story, yeah. first of all, because they, they could have gotten their leg fixed if they had waited another hour or two. Like, and it would have been free. But well, we, we've debated there should be a two-tier. Well, yeah, and, and that's my argument because I that's happening right now with COVID tests. I don't know if you read that, Kamar, but... Um, they're opening up like private clinics where you can go and get tested for COVID. You pay two hundred and fifty dollars or whatever, and you Whoa. get your you get your COVID test the next day. Now or, that's or, where the money is, or that day, whatever the case is. And people are like, um, the same way, you know, the convenience in Quebec, you can go and you can pay for an MRI, MRI. and if you want to pay for it, it costs a lot. But if you want to do that, that option is there for you. The idea that you'd be outraged and be like, no, you can't have that because then it's not equal for everybody. That's not what this is all about. It's not about equality. That's not what um, universal health care is about. It's about making sure that everybody's taken care of. But their concern would be the level of service. Well, that's what I was about to say. They're looking at it wrong. Simon, I agree with you 100%. But hold on, how are you? Sorry, all I was going to say, Matt, is look, if... If I'm paying, if if I'm paying to go get a COVID test, let's say, that's then loosening up the lines at the normal COVID test, so everybody else gets better service. Yeah. No, but you're missing the point. That okay? I, I that, agree with you 100. That point is a valid one, but you're missing the real point. Is that like eventually every doctor will be like, why wouldn't I just have a private practice for the second tier? when they're paying me the most. I'm not making any money. Well, it just means that maybe they have to pay the doctors more, right? Or it'd be something like lawyers with pro bono. Yeah, but so that, okay. Well, then then the healthcare system is all out of whack. That's the problem. Is that, that feasible? Well, it is, and it, it would come down to like, um, they would have to get way better deals with the drug companies, which again, I, I know Trump's full of shit, but that is one way to solve this, right? Is Is to take it, those ridiculous prices, even us, like just as an example, uh, I get a prescription filled, depending on what prescription it is, even though I have insurance, it can still cost me a bunch of money mm-hmm. because the drug is so expensive in the first place and they're only covering 80% of it or whatever. Mm-hmm. So if that drug is enough, that 20% is still a huge hit. Mm-hmm. Yeah. But I don't think we can complain about like, Oh my God, I have to pay for 20% of my a lower I mean, drug price. No, yeah. would ease. But this is hardship. what, this is what I'm saying. Yeah. I, I agree with you. It's just the argument is yes, sir, I not under- coming from me. I, 
that the the Diablo avocado service I under, I could be compromised. I think we could have doctors have to tag back from tears. Hold on, let me also say There's this. There's ways to do it. Let me also say this. There's no fucking what we're talking about are like what we're talking about is actually for the most part nothing life threatening. We're talking about just bait like MRIs and checkups and shit like that. Like if you are in the states and you get in a bad car accident, whether it doesn't matter what fucking tier it's going to cost you hundreds of thousands of dollars. That is, there's no argument. If you there. don't have insurance, even if you have insurance, Just it's going to cost you the deductible will cost it. you a fucking, and your deductible goes up and then they might not assure you. But it's, that. it's it's like the 40 million Americans don't have insurance, which yeah, is that's the problem it's, that it's, they have to be covered. My point is just like, whether you want the two tiers or not, that's fine. We can have that argument. But the point is in this country, if you are in it now, keep in mind in the States, they have to, they have to give you service. They, they can't turn you away but they're going to give you a massive bill for it, which is insane. Like, it's like, it's crazy when you hear about people who are like seriously hurt and they're like, no, don't call the ambulance. Yeah. Mm-hmm. No, I'm, gonna I'm get not there. going to the hospital. I'm going to drive myself like when with in- a fucking uh, pole through my abdomen because I don't want to pay 10,000 bucks. I remember we were like 17 and we drove down to North Carolina and we we're just jumping off this like balcony, you know, 15 feet, but into like a sort of slanted sand dune and flipping. And just like, it was a perfect place who, to do stupid stunts. Nobody. Oh. But these Americans came up to us and were like, what are you guys doing? And we're like, you're just chilling out. And they're like, but what if you break your ankle? What if you hurt? You know what I mean? We had no idea of, we were in that young, stupid, consequence-free age doing stupid I, I wonder, does it make people be safer because they don't have the no. insurance? No. I, think so. I not, think so, of course. Well, oh, no. no. I have, I mean, again, anecdotally, I have at least 15 stories that go totally against And again, saying. I mean, we, I don't think you have to look anecdotally. I think we can look at the amount of accidents versus the amount of people and we can see, you know? How, let, let's just pick a really ridiculous uh, thing like uh, how many people... I don't know. Just look at drug driving stats. That's all. Jump you need. off a balcony every year. No, no. But again, do a pool. More sure, in Canada sure. per ratio than. Hold on. What? You're crazy. Let's stop. Like, think about again. Just like uh, what did I just say? Drunk driving. Like I bet if you did per capita drunk driving, there's far more in the states, and they have a higher drinking age than we do. Yeah, uh, drunk driving is a weird one because I think a lot of it depends on, um, like, where you're from. Either way, my point though is like if we're arguing that they're a safer, they're a safer people because they don't have health insurance is crazy. Oh no, I wasn't arguing that. I was just postulating that as if that could possibly I, no, be no. You have to look at jumping off high things <laughs> yeah. onto lower yes. things. Yeah. That's sort of stupid and risky. You have to look capita. at like jackass type. Yeah, yeah that, uh, that, I would still argue there's way more Americans uh, me like too. that. That's well, we're not going to we're not going to get the bottom of it. No, we're not. Even there's then, I can argue there's probably bill. more Australians than any. This was disheartening to hear these two yeah, soldiers. Those bogans are fucking and crazy. Uh, thank God I heard this podcast because I don't care about the bias that Brendan Schaub had built with his black rifle coffee ads. I'm back on the uh, black rifle train. Do you drink black black rifle coffee? Hell no. Tomorrow? Do you drink coffee? You don't drink coffee. Do I you? drink uh, coffee. I'm at not work. Gonna, I'm not going to give a plug. No, I don't want you to give a plug. But you drink like a coffee a day at Every work. Every morning, okay. I nice coffee. But you're not a t- four coffee a day guy. You're just one in the morning to kind of give you. A I tap. had two the other day and was flying. <laughs> <laughs> but that's what I'm saying. You're not a real coffee junkie. You just need one in the morning to maybe give you a little pep in your step. Fair enough. What I've heard is it doesn't even give you the pep and stuff. It's actually a withdrawal that you have from always having caffeine. So you, fe- you feel so down because you're not having caffeine in the caffeine. Jackson. That makes sense. That makes sense. Yeah. 
And at one point in this episode, they were like, um, yeah, we just had the debates last night, two and a half weeks late. <laughs> yeah. I really don't like that. Again, I don't want to harp on it, but I hope that works itself out. Well, it's so this is the interesting thing with that knockout last night in the UFC. I'm like, are we going to hear about this on the podcast like in November? Are we going to, you know, what? What about Paul Costa and Israel? Sorry. Holy fuck. Holy we haven't fuck. heard a fucking word about that. So, Dude, that's fucking crazy. Wow. Good call. Kamar. It's probably come up this week. Good man. call. Kamar. So he's like two weeks behind. Wow. The Matrix, it's it's getting bad. It is what it is. And I think we're going through adjustment period. I think the big, the biggest thing next to, to happen will be the uh, full transfer over. In December. What are you up to over there? This diva. You're not even in the shot. Like you're barely in the shot. You're fucking here. Yeah. Scooch over there. Part of the new studio. Be, be part of this. It really has that uh, local cable access. Uh, oh my God. This looks like 1990s I, uh, Tom Green. I sort of feel like, like uh, Wayne's Worldish. Wayne's sort World. Of, uh, so that's kind of cool, man. Excellent. Party time. For any listener or viewer, especially viewers, I fucking hate the setup. I hate the camera. I hate the shot. Hates I hate himself. the lighting. I definitely hate myself for all of it. I'm working on it. Just let's say, uh, give it until Joe fully moves to Spotify. I like it. I like it. Once our check drops, she'll change around here. What's wrong, Simon? Nothing. You're just writing Smeo over and over again? Yeah. Smeo. So is that it for these guys then? That's it. That's it for Black Rifle? That's it. All right. I feel bad we didn't give them their... You know, I feel bad that a lot of these veterans come on. They talk about hunting. They're good people. They're good just fucking salt of the earth, and we don't really give them their dues, and I'm very sorry for that. I feel bad for the zebra donkey. We didn't. Yeah, the Z-donk? The Z-donks. The Z-donk. Yeah. I mean, listen, I, uh, I I think we harped on the same things they, but like what, the, they pretty much talked about one subject for two-thirds of this podcast, so unless we're going to do the same. And the beginning was diet and sugar and just redundancies. Yeah. Here's the weird thing. Just in closing, I want to, I want to, I, I just want to like who in the States is against helping the veterans. Do you know what I mean? Because normally things that are like things I, that have a high rate of like, no, who, what CNN and MSBC, I don't even know Fox is covering the story. Like the, how else are people supposed You're to right. know the veterans are being neglected? Or but hold on, but I disagree because... Why like, is the news? Because they want war and they don't want people to know the price of war. I will say this. The Daily Show used to do shit on that all the time. Yes. John Stewart was there. He, he's he's the, about that stuff. He's about the first responders 9-11. Like, why is it not getting more coverage in the mainstream press? It's true. Well, I mean, I think we know the answer. Winds of change. Can we rate this one then? You're blaming it on the CIA? I blame nothing. I actually blame everything on you now. On me? Yeah. How am I responsible for what? I don't know if you noticed, Sue. Someone wrote a YouTube comment. The fly on Mike Pence's head uh, was a CIA op called Simon Says. That's funny. That fly brought me right back to my original position. Because all the people, all the memes, like, he's talking about, you know, if, if Trump were to die or whatever, then... This guy is against abortion 100%, not like a moderate, you know what I mean? Oh, no, he's like, like there's, he's like, if your dad rapes you, you're having that kid. The vice, vice prince, vice presidential debate vice is bullshit or whatever, but it was way more moderate and leveled if you watched any of it. Like, it was sort of like what a debate would be. 
she's horrible, I think, and we actually know from podcasts in the past her record in the criminal system and the things she's done. I think they're both terrible hypocritical. people. I think they're both god awful. So for people. that fly, to be, like people aren't listening to issues; they're just with their feelings. Like I hate that side, the fly, whatever. Like so, but it was refreshing that debates can still happen. I love that Kamara considers himself a serious political pundit, and he's like the fly. Yeah, it brought me back to my initial position. So, like, no, what are you doing here? No, but they should be memes about things he said, like policies, whatever. Like, it's it's just like it's all just to have a hot take. But Kamar, no, but, but Kamar, um, let me stop you right there. You actually deal with the issues. You don't care about policies. You didn't. You don't like Trump for his policies. You couldn't name ten of them. The one I have always said was he said he wanted to stop fighting these wars, and said people should pay for them. He said that whatever. It's way worse here in Canada, what they'll say they do and then they don't have doing. But he said that and it was like the first politician to actually say that. And even though he's a piece of shit, believe him. Whereas Obama said he was going to do that and did the complete opposite. And it's exactly what we're talking about in this podcast. Because the more they deploy, the more they're going to have veterans in need who are being neglected. So that's why. That I agree with. And I don't think Trump's a good person. And I, I can't defend him like as a. I wasn't asking you to. But it's like, I have a theory that a lot of successful people are shitty. Like a, a percentage more than the the nice guys. Even though everyone says you got to be nice to be successful, it depends where you work. But there's a lot of bad people who are successful. But that even makes it worse. Sorry, just back to something you said earlier. The fact that the this the military industrial complex is making so much fucking money off of war, and then they're making up wars to fight in order to make money, and then not. Um, taking care of their people on the back end that they made that they made they're only there because they're fighting wars to make money like it's really a fucking really sick um well not really if you're really there just to make money then why would you take care of the people on the back end that's a huge chunk of your money i hope this ruffles waves this well podcast. i mean the same way you take care of your employees because you want them to do a good job i guess yeah, but we've shown that these massive corporations don't do that. They're not out there like trying to take care of their employees. I mean, some do. Some corporations, even though they want to make money, they still treat their people okay. Well, let's okay, but let's back up or a sec. Good. So you could look at Apple. Like and be look like, at Shopify. That's a perfect example. Okay, maybe, but that's uh, a huge company, and they treat their people really well. They made a lot of money, and they like gave some of that money back to their peeps. So can I give you an example? Mary worked at Shopify for three months. Every day I came home, bawling her eyes out. Uh, half the, the, the rate of people that quit Shopify is staggering. So the people that are there and happy are happy. I agree with you. That's not their, the office life they have is like uh, it's super fucking flamboyant and like they get all sorts of shit, but I don't think it's everything. And then let's, I've heard there's a lot of turnover there, you know, and you think these places are roses, but you go in thinking one thing and then you work in another place and. Well, and like Simon, just look at Mary. Like you would think Mary could probably get along at any, like I was blown away. I was, I told her to get the job. I was like, you'll be perfect for this. You'll yeah, be, but she wasn't working at, she was working from home. Wasn't she? My, they have half their employees work from home. So I'm just saying is it's, if half the employees that are in the office are loving it, but the other half are at home wanting to blow their brains out. It's kind of a weird. And that's what I was going to say is like Apple, you could look at Apple employees and be like, they must be happy. But, but then I, you're like, but what about the ones in China? And you're like, oh, I'll tell you, I worked a couple of, um, Shopify parties, mm -hmm. like three, yeah, yeah, 600,000 yeah. people because they're just across the street. The 600,000 people? No, 
3,000 people. Gotcha, would, yeah, yeah, at their uh, at the headquarters. In a range of events, yeah. but they would come over and do it at the Shaw Center. Mm-hmm. And the catering, the decor, the lighting was blew most events away for what they would do for a staff party or a function. And like, that was even before, because that was when they were downtown. That was before they even moved to their new they headquarters. They just moved from Elgin? But they're still on Elgan. Oh, that was on El. Okay, gotcha. Yeah. They were down downtown. They were down downtown. You know, yes, like sorry. in a loft. Yeah, yeah, and it was yeah. super cool. And then they moved. Yeah. But come on, my friend Chico works in the kitchen there. At, 40 40,000 a week on sushi. At Spotify. Yes. Shopify. Shopify. All I was ch- stating is the production they put into staff parties versus. Yeah, of course. Big construction companies like spend money, but it's just another level. And I could only imagine what a. Google event would be like, or like you have Paul McCartney singing over there, or, or whatever. Or Bill Burr performs. I don't remember how we got here. We were, about we were talking about. It. Well, no, we were talking about how uh, the money employees. No, no, we were talking about employees being happy. The gov- we were we were talking about massive uh, military industrial complex taking care of people oh, in the back the, end because they, it's taking care of their employees. Of their and I was just yeah. saying that. There's more money to be made if you don't take care of yeah. the little guy at the bottom and just kind of let him. But again, if if I'll go back to this, if you treat your people really bad, nobody's going to want to work for you. So if they want to keep getting people to go out there and fight these fucking wars, and that's why they have the lives, lowest. That's why they have the lowest sign up now. Take care of them on the back end. The last thing I was thinking is, you know how if Joe says something transphobic or <coughs> controversial on the podcast, the next day there's six articles about it. Why aren't there six articles about, about the things he about, talks about that matters? Well, the, just this, if it stood out to us as egregious. Well, because uh, it's not clickbaity. Mm-hmm. Well, that's it, though. It's, if tomorrow it's like Joe Rogan thinks veterans aren't taking care of people, like, yeah, well, that I could, I could see. But if it's like Joe Rogan thinks... Trans, I don't know. Well, they never know. talk about anything good, Joe Rogan says. They're never coming out and like, Joe Rogan has Bernie Sanders on, he's so progressive. They're like, they always find a way. One side spins it bad, uh, but the, nobody's ever spinning it good. Well, no, again, it would be like transphobic Joe Rogan has Bernie on, proving that Bernie doesn't care about the, you know. Bernie hates the gays. They're yeah. spinning it how they want it spun. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So we'll rate it. So we're done. Simon, start oh, we with haven't you. rated it yet. No, we right. have not. No, I'll give this one a three. Hmm. I give it, I give it three and a half. Staying with the consistency. I got to go lower than that. I'm sorry. I'm, I'm giving them a three because I feel like they're military and they deserve. But no, this podcast was super boring. The first part, the first part was losing to me. The second part was. I give it a two. Crazy. Yes, I also give it a two. Again, these are great guys, and they're fighting for your freedom. Well, now they're fighting for your coffee. I just found this to be a boring podcast. Not my cup of tea. Doesn't mean they're bad people. Doesn't mean you won't enjoy it. It means I didn't enjoy it. Colin Quinn. 1547. Didn't even take 30 seconds for us to get our answer in this podcast. About? I said to you, and by the way, it was DePaulo. That's who I was thinking of. I said to Simon, Colin Quinn's been on before for sure. Simon was like, I'm not sure he has. He Googled it and I still didn't believe him. And in the first 30 seconds, he's like, I had to move to Texas to get you onto the podcast. And I was like, oh, there it is. Yeah. It was DePaulo. That's who I kept thinking DePaulo's about. DePaulo's been on a bunch of times. Yes, which yeah. is where I was, you know, okay. old veteran, established gotcha. New York comedian. That's where I was. Gotcha. Okay, good. Got that out of the way. Um, I think this is where Kamar takes over, isn't it? Oh, yeah. Fucking right, eh? Because I, I started doing it and then stopped. I only had one page, Kamar. 
There you go. Somehow Bigfoot and aliens are on there. You're uh, you're hold, you're flying without a safety hold net. Hold it today. close. Without without a safety safety net. Net. <laughs> um did you just drop two yeah, feet? Yeah. We but then instead of lifting himself up, he lowered his mic. Jesus all the way down. Uh I want to start out by saying this was the best lighting. Yep. So far. Yeah, the blue with the red. But it's cold. There are a lot of uh comments about Seems I mean, cold. it is dark and cold, yes. But the other ones look like Seinfeld when uh, Kramer's living yeah, across from Kenny Rogers. Joe is just red, beat red like shining. And unfortunately, this was really a highlight that, okay, I think I think they might have the lighting from, from it, now on. It's in. so funny. Like, I don't give a fuck. I never, I, I so rarely watch a Joe Rogan. When you guys are talking about like lighting in there and it being, I'm just like, I, you can know, you can tell zero me zero difference to me. But, but you I, see, this is you see, Kamar, this is somewhere where it's like we talk about it, it's like, ah, well, who cares? And I'm like, but people do, we do. You know I what I mean? Think, I think, I, I think it was a positive, like for two weeks now watching the red, the red, red, but realizing maybe it's done in three days and stretch over two weeks. The podcast we're I th- hearing. I thought this all would, would have made a difference, but now that I'm just so convinced that this is just a temporary studio as they build out his real studio, none of this fucking matters. Oh, come on. Hold I, on. Hold on. Wait, I'm with you. Let me just go. So all the red lighting was pre hunting trip recorded in like a two week period. Something like that. And then he comes back from hunting and they bang the lights out and we get a call in Quinn. And so the that- first one in the new lighting setup. Okay. But it's it seems like a lighting. You ever seen those uh, lamps that just change? Yeah, they like lightly it's change. It's one the lamp, but hue. the color totally yeah. changes. Like what's happening? And then you find out it's two slides at the bottom that are going on the light. But uh, I feel like it could do that. Like Jamie could just be sitting there in real time, which would be a eye fuck. And it all depends. Like you say, Simon, you only listen to it, so it's only an audio experience. It doesn't matter. I think there's something about watching the studio for so long and wanting to see it get it better, but when he's just like, looks like a fucking lobster, yeah. it's distracting. It, and two weeks from now, they'll be in his new studio, and it'll be an exact duplicate of the old studio, and everybody will be happy. Uh, that's what I wonder. That's a million-dollar question. Because he's definitely building an archery range. He's doing all of that shit. Like, he'll have the deprivation tank. He'll have it all, just like the old place. Let's hope he gets a, like, it's a real rancho relaxo feel. Like a saloon. He makes a saloon with podcast studio. Old timey. Old timey. Jiu Jitsu saloon. Well, remember, <laughs> remember his idea at one point was he wanted to have the campfire um, talks where he would go outside with somebody at the campfire and they would have a podcast. The audio would probably be a nightmare, but I, I would be into that. No, but that was Joe's idea. He talked about it a lot back in the day. Oh, so Kamar, with his money, he just builds a campfire inside and the audio is perfect. Just Dude, that's coming. exactly you what you just he hear the do. gentle crackling of the wood every once in a while. Just a set. There you go. It's like, what did I just find out was a set? Everything. <laughs> no, but literally. Yeah, like the Truman Show. Um, no, but it was something I was like, really? They do that? It'll come to me. So the line of the show I thought was when he said that the pigeons in New York are homeless because Antifa took all the statues. Yeah, that was great. And that's just great, classic Colin Quinn. Yeah, yeah. But then they did get into, like, we're sure it will recover. Mm-hmm. But right now it's, it's sort of yeah. on the ropes. Did you see uh, Bill Burr opened uh, SNL monologue last night? Yeah, I when saw he was it. telling me. 
And when he was like, uh, Rick Moranis went out so much of New York is back, yeah, baby. That, that was great. That was funny. And I like when he's like, uh, all right, let me talk to my white bitches here. No, <laughs> yeah, the really way funny. he positions stuff, like, yeah. but uh, it's I, shitty that Rick Moranis got punched out, but it's a good thing. New York's back, baby. And no, uh, I sorry. like how Joe was talking to um, Colin Quinn and he was saying, oh, Jesus Christ. Sorry, okay, go on, Kamara. I'll, I'll, I'll come back. Thank you. Um, no, but he's just talking about the de- the decay of New York. Like, it's... Oh, that was it. Sorry, Ari. Uh, Joe was saying, Ari was like, yeah, don't do a three-hour podcast. That- Did he say that on this, or am I getting confused with the Lex Friedman episode? I think it's a Lex Friedman episode. But he, he does a wicked Ari impersonation. He's like, Joe, trust me, nobody's going to listen to a... Is that Joey or Ari? Uh, no, it's supposed to be Ari. It's sort of an Ari. A, th- a three-hour podcast. Uh, do, do it. One hour, that's it. And then... But he has said, I said that, I'm an idiot. It's all been... Aria said, well, yeah. he does a three-hour podcast exactly, now, minimum. So. Like, he knows better. He just did a seven-hour podcast. They had to split it into two yeah, parts. That is crazy. Which is great. If anybody hasn't had a chance to yeah. listen to that, the State of the Union with uh, Dave Smith on the Skeptic Tank is really good this year. It's level-headed, man. But it's a lot. It's a lot. It's a lot. It's Seven hours is it's a lot. It's a four-hour, four-and-a-half, and a three-and-a-half-hour podcast. Yeah. I think it's eight hours in total. Just a full work day. Yeah, and it goes by like that. But it is, it is again, still, like, outweighed COVID. Like, because of COVID, look at all the situations in the State of the Union from the COVID perspective. Like, it's fucked up enough that it is. It just dominates everything, which I hate. Social events anywhere. I just want to say the record. And then, so, to move on, Joe then is, like, you should do a tough crowd podcast, which is like the no brainer of show ideas. Like, and he's like, ah, like he, he's from this old school where you get a show from TV or something. Yeah. He doesn't understand that he could be bigger on this podcast than he was ever in anything else in this whole career. I, I don't think Colin Quinn's a narcissist. Like, he just doesn't think that great of himself. You know what I mean? And he's like, yeah, maybe, but I actually think he was right though. And he was like, I don't think it would work now unless you had all, like you would want it to be all those same comedians. I mean, mm-hmm. first of all, Patrice is gone, but none of those comedians most likely would do it. Jim probably would. Cause I don't know that Jim has. Well, Joe gave Joey Diaz an example that would go on there and open it up. And it, there are a lot of guys. I like, can't sure. wait until some, somebody takes Joe up when he says like, Move here, I'll give you this. And somebody's just like, yes, I will do that right there on the podcast. Recorded, I'm moving, I'm moving, Joe, I'm coming tomorrow, you know? The weirdest thing to me was that Colin Quinn seemed to like want the job as the oh, I think like artistic just, director. I think it was at, like a running gag, you know, they started it at the beginning. And I don't he, know. It's kind of like... You, in, yeah, Kamar. In, in and out, but I just think he's a company guy. He doesn't see... Just making your own thing. No, no. I I really saw that. I see what you're saying, Maddie, but I saw that as him like fucking around and just playing it out. And remember, it's a podcast. So, because I think the reason why he thinks it doesn't work is his head be corporate and censored. It would be even better now on a podcast than it was. And everything's within reason. Like you could create the whole show. I just don't think he puts it together and believes in himself that much. Which is well, cute. Hopefully Joe actually like gets some of these people to do this. 
And then they talked about uh, the debates. And it's so interesting because this was the point of contention, which is so crazy. We've talked about it enough times because Trump said to the Proud Boys to stand down and stand by. Yeah. And Joe said, white supremacy. Like, it was, it was a gaffe. He was either not choosing to call it the Proud Boys and just substituted it with white supremacy. So, so who did what? Come on. Joe recounted the standby, stand down moment. What Kamar is saying is that Trump, in his in the debate, was talking to the proud. Was asked about the Proud Boys specifically. Yes, Trump, I and, think Biden shouted it out, and he said, st- "Whatever, stand, stand down, stand by." Yeah, Joe on this show said that it was the KKK that Donald Trump said to stand by and stand, stand down, down, stand by. Sorry, I keep. And fucking, that wasn't true. It was definitely the proud it was the boys Proud Boys he was talking to. Which is the interesting point that we've talked about this. Like it started as a joke. The Proud Boys. And now it's on the presidential debate as a side. And they're not racist. I, I From what I understand, there's all sort of races. They're chauvinist. They're, you know what I mean? Did you happen to watch All Gas, No Breaks at the Proud Boy thing? Yes, I did. Yeah. But that was Antifa. They were. Uh, oh, that was the Proud Boys. Well, so they did both. They did both sides at that rally, I guess. No, he spoke to a few. Those were just reporters that were attacked. They weren't Antifa. That was the whole point. Well, I definitely saw him interviewing a bunch of people all in black. Those are all Proud Boys. I thought the black was the Antifa. I thought the Proud Boys wore the fucking, um, they had like a different outfit, didn't they? They wear a uh, Fred Perry. Yeah. And the, the original yes. was the yellow. Yeah, and the guy in that military thing in all black, there's a little Fred Perry logo on the fucking thing. I'll show it to you after. Okay. Anyway, I, I think Antifa is worse than the Proud Boys. And the corporate media is making the Proud oh, Boys seem like this big thing. I told- Antifa is an idea, and this is an organized... I totally agree with just you. Just for optics, and it makes me suspect. I totally agree with you. I think I think it's ridiculous that either you'd say what they're... I think they're both terrible. I'm not I, saying I think either one is off. better. I, I'm just thinking Antifa is more of a, uh, um actual funded movement, and the Proud Boys is just like a, a boys club, and they're not in the right. Like, neither have been the right. Well, I disagree with you that it's just a boys club. Antifa's bigger than the Proud Boys. That, Proud Boys okay, are less fine. than Antifa. Fine. But Proud Boys have been put up bigger than Antifa now. What's crazy is that this started as a joke. That's, that's the from a guy part. from Ottawa yeah, and full circle. And it's that's all, really fucking nuts. That's all it is. That's all it is. That's all it is. Did you hear uh, Tucker Carlson say Ottawa this week? No. He said Ottawa or something like that. Like it was, it was. How do you, how word. are you like a fucking journalist in the United States and you don't even know the capital of Canada? That is but the question. Hold on. Americans can't say Toronto either. And besides which, they, they have pronounce the last T. They have Ottawa's in the states. Yeah, he's got no because it's a it's, it's a, a native, native word. word. Yeah, yeah, but I mean, none of them are but like there's Ottawa, California. There's Ontario, California. Oh, sorry, not Ottawa. No, but there is Ottawa's. I'm telling you. But uh, you're right. There Ottawa. Are, there's a lot of Ontario. It's like he said it, like it's uh, indigenous enunciation. Ottawa. Oh, <laughs> he was trying to be too politically correct. Yeah. Anyways, then they threw up. Do you Kamar. guys? I'm so, so, so sorry. You got to finish up? No, no. The Raiders beat the Chiefs. 
No way. Yeah. Well, there goes everyone's card. Yeah, that's that, what I was just... <laughs> that was that was my uh, mail that one home. That was my lock. There goes everyone's card. That was my lock. Yeah. Dude, I'm in a suicide That's pool. That's how everyone did it, Kamar. They would have said, okay, well, this one's going to be a winner, and I'm going to risk on these. I'm no, in a suicide but pool. Vegas, you got to take the odds. Someone did it. I'm in a suicide pool with like. 19 well, people. The, that's going to uh That's going to be great. That's going to shake the uh, rotten fruit from the tree, Matt. Hopefully. I need Arizona. Did Arizona win? Arizona won. I'm still in the suicide pool, baby. Sorry to cut you off, Kamar. I just thought you had to know that right away. I didn't. Okay. <laughs> Doesn't change a thing. All right. That's uh that I mean something. And they briefly talked about Justin Trudeau, the boxer. And I the was thinking boxer. I think uh, but do you remember he fought that he fought a senator who then got fired for coke and hookers and stuff? Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Brazo, I think yeah, his yeah, name yeah, was. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But th- th- it was a legitimate. I don't think I'd box Trudeau. I might street fight him, jump him from behind, but I think in a boxing match, he might beat me. I just want to say that about our prime minister. How tall is he? Like six something. Well, so six something torn like torn on Justin Trudeau. He's just a guy. Because I want to hate well, that's him. That's what I was just going to say. He's just a dude. Trying He's a to, big giant. Trying thief, to fill the shoes of his dad. And yet he gave us weed. So. No. I, don't, I can't. The Liberal Party voted in before he was leader. Whoever was leader had to take the platform. You understand? It was one of the party's platforms. Yeah, the Liberals gave us. The weed. Liberal Party put it on their thing. And let's be he fucking became, serious. We're the people. We gave don't us give him fucking that credit. weed. That's all I'm saying. Yeah, I'm, I'm with Kamar. We gave us weed. We he, did this. He didn't spearhead that for the liberals as like his uh, vote for me and I'm going to give you fucking. He power. hopped on hold the on, coattails. Hold on, hold on. I hate to give this guy credit because. I'm not certain he's a great guy, but if we're going to give anyone in this country credit for moving the pot movement forward, it's Mark Emery. And that's it. It's not Justin fucking Trudeau. The guy went to jail. I thought he still was in jail. No, no, he got out. Speechless. He has nothing to say. No, I'm just... I, Young CIA is, guy just is, trying to make his brothers... Is that true? Like, is Mark Emery more responsible? No, it's somebody like... I, I, I guess I'm wrong. I thought Trudeau had a lot to do with that. But if you're telling me that, no, he... It was no matter who the prime minister was, yep. weed was coming legal when it came legal. No, he had something to do with like. All right, I'll meet Simon. I'll meet Simon there. Yeah, sure. They could have let that fucking flounder forever, and they could have done a decriminalized. Yeah, you know thing. what? No, he yeah. was like, "Fuck oh, that." I'm with Simon now. Open it up. Let everybody make their money, and then the stupid provinces got involved, and they were like, "No, you got to do it this way and that way." Fuck, he was like, "Everybody go." You know what I it think? It wasn't. He took two years, and still it was fucked up. Do you know what I think Trudeau well, no, they did? They fucked it up on a million. Like I said, make me the drug czar. And hold on, but at the end, we'll they, do more research. Hold on, it, dude. They changed it like six times in the last two weeks. They got a lot wrong. They got a lot right though. In those, remember, it was going to be you could only smoke inside. Yeah, and then at the last minute they were like, "Okay, fuck it. You can smoke anywhere. You can smoke cigarettes. You oh, can yeah. smoke weed." Oh no, no, they got some things right, and they got a lot of things wrong. Okay, but we knew. Hold on, it's the government, and we knew off the jump there was no way they were getting it right. Yeah, the right? only so, way they were getting it right is if they made Simon the drug czar. Right. Okay. And My apologies. If I become prime minister, or mm-hmm. when I become prime minister, because oh. you know I have to, despite Kamar. And spite is the biggest motivator. Just because yeah. you're just, David like Trump. Portnoy, you're just like Trump. Because I'm just like Trump. Exactly. In that regard. <laughs> in, <laughs> in that regard. That there was we, enough we of a pause. There was enough of a pause. Spite. Um, yeah. So that's that. 
So that's that. Well, I don't remember where I was going with that. I could tell. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so yeah, uh, then they talked about mushrooms and the Vikings. Oh, I had that in my notes. And the Berserker. And someone mentioned that it's actually bearskin because they were, like, it's a, it's a translation thing. They wouldn't wear armor. They just wear... So it's not Berserker, it's bearskin or like some... And then it worked into Berserker. Because gotcha. Berserker means just go nuts and go insane. But it might have been a translation thinking it meant one thing. Well, and I wonder, I, I really wonder if this idea of the Vikings doing mushrooms before they went into battle if that has been mistranslated and they were actually microdosing before they went into battle. Because if you're fucking tripping balls on mushrooms, who knows if you're going to be able to fight. But if you're microdosing and that actually works and it makes your eyesight better and your coordination better and your... You maybe know that remember? makes way more sense to how they were operating. Well, My I thoughts exactly. When yeah. they were talking about this, I totally... I, I remember like... I remember being so high on mushrooms and being able to, this is going to sound ridiculous. I was young. I remember being able to rap like anything. Like you, even, you just thought you could rap. No, 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 <laughs> no, 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 no. That's quite possible. Mm. We're talking about fighting. Mm-hmm. And then Joe led into hand to hand combat. And I believe that he's still talking about microdosing. Maybe they're not doing a heroic dose. That's yeah. right. That's right. But no, but I, I, I see your point, Matt. Maybe, maybe when you do mushrooms, like the big dose, you open up pathways for that sure you, you had rap. skills that you had no idea you had. Well, no, but I can rap. So that's not what I'm saying is it mm. just became be- like be- ask him. I can, if you no, sat, sat beside me at the bar, that's some mushrooms, but Simon, even Hating then, like it. even but with that's booze, not hand-hand combat or raping and pillaging a city, yeah, true, but killing babies, even then, even with booze, scientifically, they say that like you can have a, when you have a few drinks, you are a little bit better at almost everything a few drinks you are a little bit better at almost everything yeah looser that's, more comfortable that's it's a been stat a hundred percent to the third drink and then you get real that's bad it. and then simon are you and, are you saying for an alcoholic or for no no anybody? for anyone that can't be right just being uh, you're talking about sort of oh, like um if you're a hundred pounds and you never drink i'm not saying a couple like drinks killing for that your person. inhibitions that's what you're saying enhanced performance simon it is a hundred percent it's a scientific let me fucking now i gotta pull it's a hundred percent you're telling me that's a hundred percent i'm just saying there's a it's scientifically proven that you uh this guy's getting up and leaving now <laughs> Uh, no, I want you to get back here. I have one of those. Please. Oh, this is the best part when we look up. When we look up wrapping on mushrooms. Are we still talking about wrapping mushrooms? Well, go on, Kamara. If you're, uh... Yeah, keep going. Then there was intense comedy talk, which is the majority of that. And I think if you're a comic, it's amazing. If you're a younger comic, it might not be. Because it really is a, it used to be like this, now it's not. But I felt for years they told the story of the comics loading up the front to destroy the headliner. And I felt for years, Joe always didn't say who was. And I felt this episode, he said Billy Crystal. He always he said, said Billy, Billy Crystal. Crystal. I've heard him say Billy Crystal a million times. Fucking times. A million times. <laughs> we've heard this story a million times, yeah. and we've heard Billy Crystal a million yeah. times. And he actually throws a bunch of other guys under the bus oh, that no. I just can't think of. Right I, no, there was more throwing under the bus because he was in Colin Quinn's presence. Mm. 
and saying about the power dynamic, money wise and stuff, he has a um, dominance over Con Quinn. But as comics, he was still has to of respect course, Con and Quinn. They've done it both forever, but him coming up, you know what I mean. And so we have a nice power dynamic in this conversation. But let me ask you: don't you don't you think Joe is past that whole like this guy's a more seasoned vet than me? Like I don't think there's anyone that I think. I don't know. I'm not sure there's anyone. There's an that, adoration I have for all comics that have been doing it longer for me. I've been watching them. Like, I, like, and don't get me wrong. We'll get to it. They put on a false idea that all comics get together. When they talk about Richard Jenny going to get a hundred bucks <laughs> from Sam Kinison. Oh, that was fucking hilarious. And his security jumping him. Like, it isn't all love, love with, with comics. No, they didn't jump Jenning though. <laughs> or security tried to. No, it was no, no, no. There was so th- this is how I understood the story. He went, he was like, this guy owes me a hundred bucks. He's rich now. I'm going to get my hundred bucks. As he was saying that to the bouncer, Kinnison was over talking to someone else and was like, write the fucking names of all your fucking people down on the thing and I'll wipe my fucking ass with it. And then the bouncer looked at Jennings and went, that guy probably asked for 50. I heard him say he should have asked for 50 and he did get beat up. No, I thought it was either way. Well, no, because if it's Matt's way, it's a really funny joke. (laughs) And if it's Kamar's way, it's not funny at all. I think it was an assault. But the point was it was over $100. I thought the funniest was the Scottish or Irish bouncer. The impression he did when he was like, your acts, how do you get on there? How do you get on stage with that shite act anyway? It was for Dangerfields. That was it, yeah. The bar that's still open is obviously a mafioso front. Yeah, of course, yeah. Uh, They talked about Bert doing all the shows. Yeah. And I wonder if it's more... People clamoring for comedy or comedians needing to perform? Like, what's going on right now? People trying to put on these shows and stuff, you know what I mean? I think it's people clamoring we, for comedy. But they were, sorry, go ahead. They'd be clamoring for concerts or any. Sure, anything. but that's what I'm saying. It's they want to get out, but they think about it this way too, Kamar. You're in your own bubble, literally, in your car. It's like the perfect, you don't have to go near anyone. You can smoke cigarettes, joints. Oh, no, it, it, uh, it surprised. We never talked about Burt Kreischer's show. It's not because we haven't seen it, and we thought we talked. No, we talked about it last week outside amongst ourselves. Yeah, no, on the podcast. No, no. we never talked about why Caitlyn Jenner is on that show. You guys spoke about that outside, hundred percent. No, we talked about it then in the post show, and because it, it came up when we said, "Who do you think could be on next week?" and he said, "Burt Kreischer is going to be on because the show's coming up." And then we talked about Caitlyn Jenner and whatever. It's, mm. No, that wasn't the show we were talking about. Matt was talking post-show. about a special post show. No, he's right. In the post show, I did say that Bert would be on in the next couple of weeks because because uh, he has a show coming up. Come on, that's right. I did say, and that. we were talking about how maybe we talk more in depth about Caitlyn Jenner, but there's a cast of people on that show. Yeah, that makes sense. And then Caitlyn Jenner. Yeah, he's right. Who makes zero sense because she's not. I a heard comedian. Bert talk about it and said a lot of people are going to be offended when they watch this. Like you say, it's not every cup of tea. So maybe By what he says to Caitlyn Jenner. I th- no. He, of course, he's not going to say, wait till you see what happens with Caitlyn Jenner. He just said, it's going to be interesting when this comes out. He was like, that's so much fun. So I think something controversial happens in it. And maybe that's why Caitlyn Jenner's on the show. So we got to wait and see. Like, maybe she gets punked. Okay, fine. Uh, then they talked about rapid tests, which I think is the most important thing we have to focus on right now to get out of COVID. Well, Joe was talking about having shows where they test every single person in the crowd day of with those immediate tests. 
That's gonna cost a fucking fortune for. No, I was show. like, you can. T- I was like, this is where Joe is no that's longer. Fuck you, man. Like, he doesn't no. understand. Yeah, I was like, no, that's but a. What about if it's just like in the same vein that you have to stop, put your phone in a pocket in every show you? No, do. but the difference is they have to build that into the price. Not to mention, he then was so like, it's gonna be more to go to that show. He it's then casually kind of said, "We'll just hire a few nurses, dude." Ah, I think he was joking. No, you have to. But rapid test is important. You agree? Like he has a rapid test in the studio now, I think. Well, they need to make a rapid test that doesn't cost $250 exactly, exactly, a shot. Exactly, exactly. It's unrealistic, but the rapid test, I think, is a good idea. Of course it's a good idea. I think world peace is a good idea. <laughs> <laughs> then they talked about how weird it is that the comic store used to have a gang night. That is so funny. Like, it really weird. had its dark period of being more um, someone got shot there so i what i didn't understand was this about the gang night and maybe you know maybe you don't is it like <laughs> blood's one, on one side one, on the other right or each week a different gang gets the club well as you know the inside of the comedy store is mostly red so i'm and, going to assume it was a heavily blood crowd but oh, that's interesting i could be wrong well no that probably makes sense and then maybe the uh, ice house because ice is blue so the Crips made the ice house theirs. Is that Dude, your... this is all making sense now. It's just so different. Sounds than like what it is now. If you were a young CIA agent trying to make your druthers, and you just organized out two comedy stores houses, one blue, one red. Yeah, I wonder if it has something to do with like Democrats and Republicans. Come on, I gotta say this. Um, I totally disagreed with Joe. I understand it might be great for comedians. Hecklers ruined the show for the paying customer. Yeah. Everyone's bummed. So that's it. When he was like, I disagree with it because it really like, you know, young comedians need that. Like, okay, well, maybe that's, I don't know. I just. You should have to learn how to handle it. Sure. But but yeah, you know what that is? That's just like you were saying in the military. Like they want to make it so nothing happens and you want it so no one heckles at a comedy show. It's going to happen. And that brings you to the point. If you can't handle it. It ruins you for the crowd. Yeah, but even like though you hand it poorly. Here's the problem is like we were at a show. We went to see you once and there was this terrible table like just so they would not shut the fuck up and I couldn't pay attention to anything but them being rude. Yeah. So you know what I mean? So like I thought about it after and I was like, I paid 20 bucks to be angry at these fucks. No, no, it ruins it. But to Kamara's point, that comedian should be able to control the room. They have to say that table in the right way. Don't shame them, but get it like... That's what the host does in the first 10 minutes, hopefully. And then if he hasn't done that, you may have to deal with that. And if you deal with it poorly, it's bad because it's all about stage presence. Even then, so let me ask you, though. It's gang night. Mm -hmm. Go on down the road. (laughs) Go on down the road to the next club, the Laugh Factory, whatever it is. No shit. But just the whole thing about the presence, like you can tell when someone's comfortable Regardless of what they're saying, if they're really that funny, it's so important to project you're being comfortable on stage. I thought it was interesting when Joe was like, it takes a real certain person, though, to heckle in the first place. I didn't write anything. It just says Joe says. (laughs) And then 
at the end they come up to you and they're like, so we were helping you, you know, like you're lucky we were here heckling or you would have had nothing to talk about, you know, we're saving your shit. That's That's, a narcissist. That's a certain amount. Yes. It's this disconnect from reality. Ties it back into our first guest. But alcohol plays a huge part of it too. When you're drunk, you're going to do things and yell things that you would never do when you're sober. And he told that story about doing a show in Cleveland and everyone was wasted, but there's this one nice couple at the front. And I was like, oh, they're having a bad time at the show because all these other people are drunk. And then they got him a pass out on their face. Yeah, that was good. I Who like knows that. how many times they actually killed to the amount of drunks they've been in front of? Who knows what if they remember seeing someone, you know what I mean? Back in that day, it was just bananas. Then, it was just bananas. Then they talked about Kennedy, which I thought was great. And we've talked about Kennedy. Yeah, somebody and asked. We know what it is. Joe's talked about Kennedy fucking ad nauseum. But they never talk about my theory on Kennedy. Oh, here we go. That there were no shooters. That they implanted something in his brain. Yes, yes, I've, I've heard that. I've heard the, that before. Uh, so yes, I'm, you've heard that from him. He, no, no, we had a whole said, episode where he yes, went off on it's this. Not yes, my, it's true. It's not my oh my God, theory, that's yeah. what has happened to... Yes. Simon's been listening to so many Joe Rogans. I've been listening to Simon so much now. This is I could have come and said, yeah, I heard this guy talking yeah. about. No, you heard it. Yeah. You say I hear it on Joe Rogan. And Another eventually show. that's true. And this is how Graham Hancock is going to be like, so this lovely gentleman, Simon. Yeah, he won't like me. Then uh, they gave great credit to Norm MacDonald. The yeah. cigarette story, the drinking story, gamma stories. And he is again from Ottawa, baby. Ottawa. <laughs> uh, so uh, he's a naturalist treasure. And again, I've said it before, Rounders is based on Norm MacDonald and Artie Lang. Yeah, which is amazing to yeah. me. It's so fucking crazy. So much classier than Norm MacDonald and Artie Lang, though. <laughs> so much classier. Well, and Ed Norton is so, like, I'm trying to put Artie Lang into that role. And I see it by the degenerate part, but I can't see it any other way. Of course, because you know? he's just, yeah, it's Ed Norton. Because he's Artie Lang and it's Ed Norton. Well, and then yeah. Matt Damon is... His norm. Well, like, that doesn't make any sense either. But again, it's just loosely based on how they used to run around New York. Yeah, no, it's amazing. I remember the first time you told me that, and I couldn't believe it. Like I, I, I think I called you an asshole and told you it couldn't be true. But like, for sounds reason, about right. I put Norm Macdonald up with like Chappelle and uh, oh, he's way up there. Uh, Bill Burr, like. I I honestly believe he was on SNL got fired for like so. What is pushing your, the envelope? What's your list, Kamar? Like, what's your top five? Eddie Murphy. Yep. Uh, I bounce around about Andrew Dice Clay just because it was that time when I was four. No, I just it just killed me. I'm sorry. That's fine. I'm sorry. No, no, no. But forget. Sorry. I like. What do you think the best? You put Andrew Dice Clay as one of the best comedians of all time. Doesn't matter. It's his list. Yeah. Sorry. No, no. I'm just asking. Well, yeah, he does. I I don't know to qualify a statement. I, I would choose him over Dane Cook. Like if we're going in big acts, like. He was the first guy to sell it. He was so big, you know, and I was so young. I and it was so badass. No, no, like but he, it, yeah, but Steve Martin was big. Yeah, he's not one of mine. He's not on my. Uh, and Carrot Top is big, but he's a shitty not, comedian, and he's not on mine. But I, I don't think Andrew Dice Clay is a shitty comedian. Like he doesn't do that stuff. Like it, it's almost like that was a character, but he does one of the best Travoltas. Like he, you only know him for that. And that they actually they talked about Otto George, and I've heard he's taken. Some of his jokes about Aaron George. Speaking of joke thieves. The comedian uh, ventriloquist. Yeah. Which I think then you get a complex when you do that too long. 
and you're drinking and you're doing drugs and you're always thinking about the things the puppet's going to say. Well, and somebody's insulting the puppet and then you got to stand up for the puppet. So you're constantly fighting people. Like Not it's even crazy. imagine you're <laughs> drunk at a bar one night without the puppet and you just, some guy sitting beside you and you're like, whatever. And then you say some shit and then he's just like, what was that? And you were like, no. Oh, oh shit. You know what I mean? Like it's just, now it's just you. Like you just slip into it by accident. I think that could mess you up. Of course it could fuck the you up. The puppet's not even around. You like, just throw in your voice. Split yeah. your personality. But even then, like I'm saying, like let's say the puppet was racist, like a racist old puppet. And then you do that, you know, and some guy's like, what the fuck? And you're like, no, it was the puppet. You don't have, yeah. Yeah, you're just the doing it with, in the trunk. You're doing it with your yeah. hand. Not even your hand. <laughs> I'm doing it. I'm yeah. doing the puppet. This is universal yeah. for puppet. You can't see my racist hand? You Go just ahead, have a, a hand painted black. Just from black the face. wrist up. Yeah. yeah. Very funny. Otto and George, look it up. Um, <laughs> then they turned it into like, I was thinking how all these mobsters and killers have their podcasts and their YouTube channels and they're yeah. vlogging. Yeah. And it's like they're impervious to cancel culture. Yeah, well, you can't cancel someone that's like, I did, I admitted to everything. It's weird. Well, it's like, Takashi 69 coming back and thinking he can put out albums after being a rat. You know, I'm just going to do it. Well, uh, you bring up Takashi 69. Uh, Tory Lanez <laughs> just got uh, charged and is facing 22 years. Oh, in the States? Yeah. Oh, my God. Well, he's like He's like five foot four. He's not going to do well. He's like 20 years old. Who's Tory Lanez? Canadian he was that rapper. rapper that shot the wet ass pussy. Uh, Meg the Stallion. Stallion. In the foot. So he has to go to jail for shooting Megan in the foot? If no, convicted. he got f- shot in the foot. Uh, he thought. shot her in the foot. Oh, he shot her in the foot. Uh, I thought he got shot in the foot while he was trying to bring her downstairs. I, I, I don't know. Are you sure that's not, In a normal sure? fashion. I know he's been charged and he's facing 22 years. No, don't. It doesn't have to be right up at your face. Like, Are you sure that's not what happened, Kamar? I'm not sure what happened. You're not allegedly, sure Allegedly, no he shot her in I wasn't the foot. There. Sorry, who got shot? For Megan real. For the, real. Megan the Stallion. Megan the Stallion went to the hospital to get a treated foot. This guy is now in court for shooting her in yes, the foot. Yes, correct. Gun charges. Thank you. I was under the assumption that he got in a fight with her and shot himself in the foot. No, I thought he was going to be deported. Now they're they're charging him there. We, and they're gonna we discussed him. it and came up with a couple of theories, but no, no one knows what actually happened. But I, I was just speaking to your, he might be canceled. It was more about the mobsters. Megan the Stallion. The Stallion. D. D. Stallion. No, not D. It's T H E E. Megan the, the Stallion. Stallion. Um, is super famous right now. She's like big. I know. Wet ass pussy is pretty big. Oh, that's her. She even did Hot Girl Summer. Mm. Yeah, she's huge. But she's also huge. Like she's very tall. She performed. Yes, yes. She's a, she's a full grown woman. Hence the Stallion. Like six and a half feet. I don't think she's that tall. Oh no, maybe in heels. Do you know? You how think tall she's she six six? I'm asking. I don't know how tall she okay. is. I mean, six six is real big for a woman. I'm wondering how big she is because okay. Cardi B is very small. Is she not? So isn't that like a very juxtaposy video? Those two together for lap. I like that you think that that directors, cinematographers haven't figured out how to like a. You well, know that have, Tom Cruise is in movies. She's five right? ten. They have her. She's they have her in flats and Cardi in heels or something. It's oh, camera angles. Apple boxes. It's camera angles. Yeah, camera. Yeah. I'm, I just, come on, guys. forced perspective. This Simon. is ridiculous. Dickhead. Go on. Come I on. had something to say. 
Go ahead. I can't remember. Then it was, did you feel like he was just shitting on Dan Aykroyd's belief in uh, yep. the supernatural well, it's just to like, your chagrin? It's not to my chagrin. It's like Joe has a problem. He claims to be open-minded and then is not open-minded. That's a problem. But it bothered you when he was like, Dan Aykroyd believes it's, a big foot. Like the money. Dismissive. The money has gone to his head. He's compromised. Is it the money? The money. It's the money. Something. So it's funny you say that. He opens his mind, though, it seemed to Satanists when him and Duncan performed at the party. He's like, you know, but he was just more of the sexual, like, deviant Satanist. Like, not that. Like, what? Uh, you don't have to denounce Satanism, but. There are two different types of Satanists, though. Are you were aware of this before Joe brought this up? Yeah. Or? Yeah, because we watched the documentary. The documentary, exactly. Yeah. Thank you. They have um, a couple of tenants, 12 tenants, I believe. Yeah, and most of them are like live happy and free and no government. And, and then there's the type of Satanists who are doing like sex magic to open portals to bring through and like <laughs> using the blood of children. And like, that's a thing, you know, I'm just not, I don't know if they're both Satanists per se or if. But one, are you like, open-minded to the idea of Satanism? believes Lucifer was like a good guy who was portrayed wrong by the catholic church and the others believe that lucifer is actually like uh or maybe it's not even lucifer for them maybe it's like uh beelzebub or uh, no um who's that uh bullheaded deity there um shit it'll come to me i i sorry guys it's i don't whatever <laughs> what's that fucking guy's name kamar the devil He's a devil, and he has um, the head of, like, a goat. Uh, it's not Beelzebub, but it's something with a B. It's a... Uh, Beowulf. No, I don't know. I have no idea what you're talking about. Go on, go on. Are I'll, you looking I'll for it, Matt? It. Uh, I'm trying to find it, yeah. I'm going to find it right now, but you can go on. Come All on. I'm getting is ancient Egypt, but that's not no, what No, but did you, did you get that feel that he, Joe was very dismissive of uh, Dan Aykroyd and his beliefs in the supernatural? Baphomet. Alphabet, of course. Yeah, yeah. I'll tip my tongue. But was open to Satanism. Yeah. Well, again, it's what Joe decides to be closed-minded about. But because he went to a wedding, it would look bad on him if he was like, denounce Satanism, but then he went to the Satanist wedding. Mm -hmm. So he has to take the stance he's got to take. Like, listen, when you're this famous and you're this rich, you can't take any chances anymore. Agreed. So, yes, there is something to this idea of having fuck you money and being able to do anything you want. But I am going to say that since he's gotten the money, he's gotten less fuck you and more fuck me. I don't think that's the opposite of that. Sort he's going to he's, he's taking it now. You see where I was going. Listen, I have to work off the cuff here. Matt. Listen, man, like, I'm with you. I'm not looking at a green screen like some of these other podcasts or a teleprompter. This is all coming right out screen. of here. All right. What else do you have there, Kamara? Was that it? Then they talked about narcos, and I felt away when Joe said he didn't follow it all the way down. I felt him. No, you're a fucking idiot. <laughs> narcos Mexico is fucking incredible. And you know what makes it incredible? It is, seems more realistic because it's done in, in uh, Spanish. Rather than if it was all tr translated, you know, yeah, like Red October or yeah, something. 100%. So it seems it makes it more authentic and allows you to lose yourself in the world and, and think you're really I, watching it. 
Which I, I think is any movie or show is trying to do. I'll also say in this day and age, to be honest, a subtitled show that's done super well is almost better because you have to pay attention. You cannot be on your phone. You can't, like, you'll miss it. That's you, it. Just you immerse yourself in it. A hundred percent. Narcos is one of the only times in Jim, Jim, Joe Rogan, Jim Rogan. Jesus Christ. Narcos is one of the only times in Jim Rome. What the fuck? You just have a stroke? Because I almost said Jim Rome. Yeah, that's what I, yeah. Joe Rogan, where I don't know what the fuck is going on. You've seen all the Narcos? No, I've seen zero Narcos ever. Oh, hold on. Whoa, whoa. Yeah. Can we back up a sec? You haven't even, you haven't seen any at all. Zero. No Narcos. Never a one. You want to know why? No. Because I don't believe... In subtitles. Yeah, because you got to do something at the same time. I only want subtitles if I'm watching an English show. I use them. Like, to go along with the... I fucking hate you. It's like a bonus. I don't, I don't, you know what? I don't want to have to depend on them. It's just... it's just We can't discuss Narcos So in order you, for me to watch Narcos, I need to learn Spanish. This is why we can't have nice things. It is. It is. I'd be very interested if you're like, I'm surprised Joe didn't follow the Narcos all the way down. Because you know Joey Diaz loves it. I should watch the first season. What is the first season? Oh, no. You're on it's your Narcos. own. Narcos. That's it. It's, it's just, just Narcos. Narcos. Just nothing And else. it's Pablo Escobar. Is that the best one? There are, there, Pablo Escobar is good. Okay, listen. It was I'm good a, enough for Joe, but apparently he fell off after that. I'm but I think, it, I think it may only not, get better. Because I'm telling you, once you... Well, no, Simon, you enjoy good television. I know this about you. You get in, engaged I do. very easily. I do like good television. So what I'm telling you is once you're done season one, you'll just finish the rest. You know, I didn't know that... I thought you had done season no, no, one no, and then were no. disinterested. So you know I wasn't even going to bother. great thing about me too, Matt? Not only do I like great of narcissism. cinema, yeah. I also like shitty cinema. Well, this is not, there's, it's really. That's what type of guy I am. It's hard to, I don't know if you, cinema and shows are the same. I guess my point is, yeah. I, I so. can appreciate Sopranos, but day. I can also appreciate Kingdom. Kamar, when it was, Kamar. Th- you you dismissed Kingdom. You no, said it was horrible. It is horrible. But you loved it. That's what he was no, saying. He I loves bad. I can, loves- I like watching bad TV as much as I like watching good TV. But you you, uh, you didn't like Cobra Kai because you haven't mentioned it at all. Cobra Kai is too bad to watch. There are levels of badness. Cobra Kai is insulting my intelligence. Um, Kingdom was just entertaining. Entertaining. And the fighting parts were kind of real. Cobra Kai is so far-fetched and stupid, it's like they're... They are insulting our intelligence. It is made for babies, not even for kids, like babies, zero to eight years old. It's hyperbolic. And come on, you can't say that. Like watching something like Narcos, there's a fucking, the cinematography is incredible. The shots are, that's like, that's film. That's cinema. It's just digital. How much of Cobra Kai did you watch? All of it. Oh my God. Two seasons? I had the special YouTube pass. I watched it when it came out. That's what I was going to say. So it's just the same thing that was on YouTube on Netflix now? No, I, I think so. I haven't looked at it because I know on YouTube there's no new episodes. So, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so what happened? Netflix bought it from YouTube? Or the rights? I don't understand. Licensing probably much like this $3 yeah. billion dollar deal Joe negotiated. $32 billion. A week. We're towards the end of the episode now. Come on. Um, yeah. <laughs> A week. And then uh, this ended up sort of sound like uh, almost the same as the Tim Dillon uh, podcast talking about Juliana... Julian, City yeah. and just la, 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 la. How about what they're doing to the Jews? Who? We'll um, save for the post show. Okay. Fine. 
Well, we're trying to sh- we're silencing you and your Jew talk, Simon. Yeah, I, I see what you're doing. You're doing exactly yeah, what pa- the Palestinian Blo- exactly over here. Exactly what Bloomberg what? and fucking what's his name are doing. You would be uh, trying to silence the Jews. I just watch uh, Lex Friedman and Mike Malice. It's a really good podcast because um, Mike Malice isn't silly or is Mike Malice a Jew? Because I just found out that Lex Friedman is a Jew. Friedman, Frit- Friedman, Fried- it's Friedman, Friedman. There's no Eid. That's less Jewy. No, believe right? me. No, Eve. Friedman. Friedman is pretty Jewy, actually. Friedman asks, how would people look at Hitler if there was no Holocaust? Like, if he didn't commit that atrocity. Okay. That's an interesting question. It is an interesting question. Just because, hmm. in the vein that, like, the Bill Burr uh, joke and stuff, like, so what does Mao he- and Stalin kill way more people through starvation, but it was their own people. Not that it was... Uh, to be discounted, he's Jewish. Like he just, he said it, like he misspoke and then it became a thought. Like if the Germans had just killed everybody else except them and didn't focus so much on like the Jews, the blacks and the gays. Yes. Gypsies too, gypsies. Sorry, and the gypsies. They were more equality. They had more travelers. Right? Like if he really wanted to make this master race, then just exterminate everybody but yourself. Maybe that was his problem. Well, that's what they're doing to the Jews. And we're not doing that here. We're not silencing your voice. Well, you you did. You totally silenced me because I wanted to talk about how right now they're being persecuted in New York City. That's but, enough, Simon. Because, <laughs> because, they don't want to wear, because they don't want to wear masks. Um, and they're fighting against lockdown. Yeah, and you know what? It's yeah. the Hasids who you're not even a big fucking fan oh, of. So I'm not a fan of any of them. I'm not. Uh, I just thought it was... Whatever. It was worth talking Bandwagon about. Bandwagon No, I thought it was a great podcast. And uh, It's true. They're burning masks and shit. They're crazy, those fucking... It's the, the seeds the are orthodox, out of control. Yeah. Those are all my notes. All right. So that's it? Do you, do you feel like it was inadequate? Do I feel like it was inadequate? My... Uh, no taking. There was just a lot no, of you know comedy talk. No, you know what, though? If we are... If I would give you any feedback, if I may, small piece, on air. Um, when Simon gives notes, it's... Um, I don't know. It's because you're, you're you do real bullet point, right? Yeah. Okay, that's why. It's not. It's not even a knock. It's just when you do it, it's like they we talked about. They talked about. Well, they talked and about. And you get angry with me if it well, that's seems. Fine. Don't worry no, about no, it. No, no, no. We don't stick to your bullet points. This is organic, man. Sometimes you end up way over here when you're over here. That's something I've learned from taking notes for however many hundred episodes we've done. But what I try to do is See the flex. Take a point from the podcast. Yeah, drop it on the table and have it devoured. Come on. And then when I feel there's not much left of it. Yeah, you don't get to make that decision. Well, I do. <laughs> but no, you don't. Okay, well, I'll stop doing that. Well, no, I really I don't mind that. I didn't. I I, I was I wasn't I wasn't even knocking him. I was just saying. Forget it. It was a comparison. I felt. Well, yeah, I mean, I'm just used to his note-taking. Yours is rather new, right? And I was just saying, he writes full sentences. Yours is more bullet point. And that was just it. Is Once I worked it out in my head what the difference was, I, I don't care. Well, no, I'm the, fine. But that, I think that's the difference is I think you got to just be ready to go anywhere. Mm-hmm. Well, that you do. You do have to be ready to go anywhere. Like, but and, hold and if on. you're so strict in your no, mind no, 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 about how you got to stick to these fucking bullet points, what you're, you're going to e- be disappointed. What you're not sometimes even- you don't get through all your notes. Like, you know what I mean? Sometimes, Matt, come on. I had four I pages of aliens. We got through one of them. Like, you just abandoned shit. You well, know? I always get through <laughs> my notes. But what I'm saying I, is... I know you do. <laughs> what I try to do is 
once we go off, catch that with the next note. And then you don't notice it so much and it seemingly, it just keeps going. Rather than when we have to say, or you turn and look at me and you go, okay, your next point. And then, you know what I mean? You've stopped your organic conversation. two ep- 102 episodes and we haven't figured out a goddamn thing. It's fine. No problem. In the new setup. I mean, full disclosure, we've spoken in the past about uh, the idea of just before we sit down talking about four or five bullet points from each episode and just hitting those. I don't know. Maybe give us your feedback. Tell us what yeah, you think. Yeah, please. Let I us know. I'm more than fine with that. But let's do this in the post show. Uh, I, I think it's a serious thing we could discuss. We got to sure. so rate Colin Quinn. Yeah. Let's start with you, Kumar. I give it a four. I, I just love old timey comedy. And old timey. I love you. you make it, it sound like he's like Shecky Green I in know, the Catskills. I know you've told the stories a million times, but yeah, it is what it is. Simon? I think uh, they were fucking around with the idea of him running the comedy store um, Austin. Is that where Joe lives? I don't yeah. know. I think he might be consulting. But I think that would be fucking amazing if Colin Quinn ran it and was just like I think curated. He was, I think he says he just wants to set him up. He doesn't want to like be there for the day to day. Maybe he does though. Maybe he wants to do that. No one. No, no. No one wants to be anywhere for the day to day. I also give it. You rated it? No. no, I give it a four. Oh, agreement. Yeah. I also give it a four. I cannot believe that it took 1,200 plus episodes to get Colin Quinn on the 15. 15. Joe Rogan experience. 15. 15. Yeah, sorry. 15. Yeah. 40, 15, 44, 45, 46. Long like overdue. That. We've had Tom Papa weekly for like two years. I thought about that today. That's insane when you think about how many times Tom Papa has been on in comparison to... Uh, Brendan Schaub has been on 89 times. When did Patrice O'Neill die? Before or oh. after Joe had started the show? Uh, same time. No, Patrice died after he started the show, didn't he? The show was going when Patrice died. Yeah, I think it was a few years in. And he had never been on either. No, no I would have done that as a throwback of, immediately. Of course, of course. No, no, no. no. I, I know he hasn't been on, I'm saying, but he had never been on either. How many years did he go without being on? I'm about to One find year, out. two years. Not many. He Not died, when it was big enough to get Patrice on. He died late 2011. And it so, started in 2010. So. Yeah, so it's literally. It would have been, he, he would have been on it, obviously. Yeah. yeah. The other thing, though, was Patrice didn't really leave New York. So like he wouldn't have traveled somewhere to be on Joe's and podcast. Joe's he was show on Opie and Anthony. Wasn't what it was. Yeah. Like Opie, he was a regular on Opie and Anthony. He would have been like, "Why would I go do that when I could just do this?" You know what I mean? I, he never would have done it until now. Oh, now he for sure. Exactly, my Rest in peace. One of the best. He's in my. He's probably in my top five. A hundred percent. He's in my top five. Incredible. We, we may have a consistent thing though with uh, scientists, hunter, comedian, Dan Rosen. Maybe. I mean, pattern. I don't know if it's true or not, but I don't know if I'd hate that. I mean, I'd hate it for our show, but I wouldn't hate it in, in the, like, that's kind of what you used to want, I guess. Right. That yeah. consistency and, of like, and a wild, a wild ball every once in a while. Sure. A wild card. You're right though. No, I'm amazing a long time. Anyway. Uh, that's it guys. If you made it this far. Wow. Psst. Look at you go. Um, nobody made it this far. I made it this far. We made it this far. You're not. You're our number one fan, Kamar. I believe so. You were the first to join the Patreon. But it's starting to hurt me because my replays of YouTube to keep our views up is uh, starting to charge for the data. <laughs> so 
Uh, Evelyn Ben Alps. You can only pretend to be so many different people in a day. That's it. Thank you so much. Uh, if you want to get in touch with us, there is a Reddit or subreddit. Sorry, it's reddit.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Uh, drop us a line. Say what's up. Give us your opinion, that sort of thing. Uh, there's Instagram and Twitter. They're both uh, slash J-R-E-E podcast. You can follow Kamar on Instagram. At Kamar Babar. You can... Follow. If you don't know, then you don't know. Wigger. Wow. Whoa. What? If you don't know, Did now you know. Did he just drop the end oh, bomb? No, he said Wigger. Uh, w bomb. And that's W-bomb. Muslim in China. That's Uyghur. Uyghur. Oh, and if you don't know, now you know. Mispronounced, yeah. Um, did I miss anything? Yeah, I missed a few things. There's a YouTube. It's youtube.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. If you want to watch the show, we put uh, put them up there. We also did the field goal a couple weeks ago. So it is... Uh, oh, it's, it's blown up. It is a viral hit. I mean, it's not viral by industry standards, but yeah. thank you for everyone. 200 views going strong. But thank you guys that did watch it. We appreciate it. Um, and then the Patreon, of course. If you want to support the show, you can do so for as little as $5 a month. It's patreon.com slash J-R-E-E podcast. Uh, for that, you'll get a bunch of extras. Uh, we release a bunch of content on there every month. First, you get the post show on Tuesday with the normal episode, so you don't have to wait till Friday for the post-show. You will also get three or four episodes of This Won't Age Well, the series where we go back, we listen to old episodes, where we do what we do here on the normal show. Um, and then uh, starting November, we have some new stuff coming. We have Simon's Conspiracy Corner, and we have Kamar's uh, Advice Column. So if you guys want, send in your questions for Kamar. They can be anything. Well, <laughs> there's one question that I would have an issue, and please make it advice or something. No, ask him anything. Someone tried to ask me a question about Star Wars, and I don't know what the answer is. And I don't even you know how to look do, it up. You got to do a little bit of research, man. No, I, I cannot watch these movies to try to get the idea of what's going on and what's right or wrong. Maybe I tried, he should I, be directing a Star I, Wars comment to me. I, 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 well, that's what I thought, but I tried to look it up. Like, what the fuck's he talking about? Like, yeah, go with the Padwin or whatever, but I have no idea. <laughs> I, I really don't know where to start. And I th- I'm insulted that someone thought I was like balls deep in Star Wars. What was it? Uh, we'll do in the poster. We'll do in the post show. Patreon is very important. What is it? Patreon.com slash J R E E E E podcast. J R E E podcast. Dude, just slowly back that chair up until you're out of the show. Is shot. that right, though? It's, is that right? Patreon.com slash J R E E podcast. Join for as little as $5 a month. That is it for this week. Stick around for the post show. Uh, you guys have anything else in closing? We love you guys. Thank you for listening. Yeah, you are. Happy Thanksgiving to all the Canadians related. If you're Canadian and not First Nations, happy Thanksgiving. If you're First Nations, we're sorry. If you're American, (laughs) happy fucking weekend, whatever. That's it, right? It's so weird that we have different Thanksgivings. Why do we have different Thanksgivings? Oh, I got one. Post show. Thanks, guys. That's it. Thank you so much. Keep your eyes open.